It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Hello, everybody. This is the Citizens Against Harmful Technology conference call. If you're new here, feel free to introduce yourself. You can use an alias. You can go on to TalkShoe.com and come up with a username and a password. Uh, Privacy doesn't really matter because you have none. Okay, so don't worry about that. And enjoy yourself in the chat room, too, and... You can listen through your computer speakers, or you can also call in. And usually I'll keep a good amount of people unmuted on the call so we can have healthy interaction. Um, Usually if I have the room unmuted, all you have to do is hit star six for those who are new here, and you can unmute yourself. If you're using a speakerphone, um, please keep yourself muted by hitting star six again. So there's your option to mute and unmute yourself. If I do have to mute the room, then it's just a matter of uh, hitting star 8 on your phone to be able to request to be unmuted. But when you use speaker phones, it causes an echo that goes across the whole call, and it's really irritating and a distraction. So if you need to use your cell phone, uh, just, you know, with it on speaker, mute yourself. Um, which is good that you'll keep that phone away from your head because you don't need any more radiation. Uh, we do this call every every Sunday night at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time till about 1.30 in the morning. It cuts off automatically after about five hours. And then usually I'll start a late night call, which maybe you know 10 or 20 people show up and Sometimes it's people that need specific help, and sometimes it's good speakers that have some new things to share, and and quite often just a support system for those that, that really need a little bit of one-on-one to help boost them up and get them through this unspeakable nightmare. So I won't, I won't rattle off this whole intro because I don't really have enough energy tonight to talk as fast as a used car salesman. And you guys don't all need to hear all this over and over anyway. I know I don't either. So uh, anyway, just welcome to the call. Um, You know, get in the flow of the conversation, and it goes pretty well. When somebody's speaking, you know, please let them finish if you have to interject, because uh, it would be important for you to add what you're going to add in. Just, you know, be as polite as you can, because... It's really sad when we have very smart researchers that get on the call that have no tolerance for being interrupted, and then they don't get to finish what they had to share that would be beneficial to everybody. So there, you know, there is a certain flow that you can get into where the conversations just move along, and that's after four or five years of being a moderator that I've seen this as possible to do and have 20 or so people unmuted. So um, what else is important? 
if there's anybody with an emergency, feel free to speak up and let us know that you're in an emergency situation, and we'll do what we can help you uh, right away. Otherwise, just be in the flow. Uh, the views of individuals on this call are not necessarily the views of Citizens Against Harmful Technology, although most of them probably are and more. Um, if I had to write a disclaimer, I'd probably end up getting sued because I'd be a, a little smart mouth and say things about how much of a joke I think this country is and and how we've all been used and raped and we've paid taxes for our own demise. So again, I'm biting my tongue and not talking like a construction worker because I don't want to offend anybody, but yeah, I, I'm, you know, you're either going to hold it inside and be sad and depressed or you're going to let it out and feel that anger and find some way to express it uh, without ending up in jail or in a rubber room. So welcome to the call. Um, let's make it a good one. Okay, Alice, uh, go ahead and tell your story now that we've got the thing on. Oh, I just have one quick thing to say. Uh, Brian, too, uh, sending emails all over the place when FFCHS was breaking up about Skizit and I and some other people being CIA agents. And, oh. and then when we started Citizens Against Harmful Technology, uh, sending emails around to probably 150 people saying we're CIA agents and if you value your life, don't go anywhere near them or their organization. So <laughs> for him to come on my call and start with his rattling on and putting out 40% uh, usable information, usually reciting the same things we've all heard over and over, if not word for word, out of Robert Duncan's book. Don't come back to my call, okay? We're not CIA agents. We're suffering like hell for sticking our necks out on the front line. So uh, I'll be as polite as I can and just say, go away if you have any class at all. Thank you. Go ahead, Alice. Okay, so here's what's happening. Somebody, for some reason, or the woman next door who's been harassing after me for five years, and she's put so many chemicals in my house, my eyes are gone. I mean, gone. So anyway, it was back in November. I think it was November the 24th. And I looked at the window. I've been, I've been up since 4 o'clock washing them every second. There must have been 20 men roaming around. And they were all dressed in old, old fireman's uniforms and old red engines. And they parked two old red engines in the big old truck with ladders up on my yard. They took down my patio fence, and they were climbing in a second-story window, dressed in old red uniforms, old firemen's uniforms, not new ones. And I went to the window, and I turned on all the lights and blew my police. Everybody, get a police whistle and hang it around your neck and keep it. I started blowing that thing and woke up the whole neighborhood, and I started yelling, Get the hell out of here, you son of a bitches. Now, I mean, I really called him every dirty name in the book. I said, what the hell do you think you're doing? You are crazy. I don't have a fire. What are you doing here? They laid down on the ground so nobody could see him. It was eight of them. I said, get off my patio. Get off my patio. I said, I have a garden hose out there I hooked up. And I said, I'll spray you with it and soak you up with water. So get out of here. So they went outside the fence. And two more came in in red, red, um, no, they were yellow raincoats that old firemen used to wear. And they took black soot and water 
and sprayed it all over my patio and fence and shrubs and front porch and everything. Well, I couldn't see that in the dark very well. But I saw him doing something, and I said, what are you doing? Get out, get out. I'm screaming. Well, they hung around my house until daylight came. I didn't go out there and look. I was afraid to. So I typed up what happened, and I was going to take it over to the next door and, and fax it to everybody. When I went outside, there were four black men on my patio and house cleaning off all the black soot they had sprayed to make it look like a fire. Can you believe that? I started screaming at him. I said, what the hell are you doing in my patio? Get out, get out. You have no right to take down my fence. And they looked at me like, but we were told to clean it up. So they left. I said, get out, get out. I want the pictures. They were in a Jeep, a truck, and a car, which had been hand-painted black, just cheap, solid, black, black as it could be. So they left. I went across the street to send my fax, and when I came back, the whole house, everything was clean as a whistle. Are you all there? Hello? Yeah, we're all here. Okay. I didn't know if you were gone or not. I couldn't believe it. It was as if nothing had ever occurred, but my neighbors, not one ever said a word, and they're all perks anyway. They're old friends with Jennifer, and they're all cop snitches and whatever the hell they are, social workers, etc. Anyway, not one would talk to me, and I didn't ask them, and I didn't talk to them, but they all knew about it because they had to move their cars out of the parking lot. But they all knew about it. Every one of them knew about it. That afternoon, I saw them moving the cars at 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. But they all left. Well, the next night, there must have been 20 more men. Now, I realized that they were in fake uniforms. There were four state troopers in state trooper cars, marked state trooper cars. But they weren't really state troopers, and the uniforms weren't real. They were like fake uniforms, made up, made, built, and whatever, you know, to wear them. But they weren't real uniforms. They didn't have any... Uh, Medals and guns and all that. Didn't have any guns. Nobody had a gun. Nobody had a fire uh, ladder. Nobody had a fire hose. Nothing. But there must have been 20 the second night. Well, the third night I was too scared. I called Betty and went over to her house and stayed. Next night they didn't come. The next two nights they came back. Just hanging around. So I started calling my friends on the city council and everybody. And I said, you know, this got to stop. So they didn't come back. That was November. This was last week. They started again. They've been here every night for about seven nights, hanging around. Cop cars, black cars, fire trucks going in and out. All kinds of crazy stuff. They use that speedometer type machine they use on the road for testing speed. Somebody said they were using that to put radiation in the house. Well, I started questioning and calling people, one, and I got to one of the TIs that's in Pennsylvania, and she knows everything, and she said they were doing this to people all over the country. They were faking fires. They did this to man in Connecticut. Well, everybody trying to find him. She said it was a professor in Connecticut, and they faked the fire at his house, 
took him to a mental ward, put him in the hospital, said he started the fire. Now, that's the kicker. They're faking fires and saying, we start the fire. And they put him in a mental ward. The court named themselves guardian of his house and took it. Now, I'm going to find this man because I want to talk to him. I just heard about that two or three days ago. But she said it. a lot of people had talked about it, and it had been done to a number of people around the country. I said, who is the right to do it? She said, well, they apparently are letting fake firemen do it, fake police do it, fake sheriff's departments do it. Now, that's what she said. I don't know if that's right or wrong. I've never heard of anything so crazy in my entire life, but it's how they will make people look like mental patients. Well, Jennifer White and David White next door have been putting smoke in my house for a long time with her plastic tube and into my ductwork. I thought, why would they put smoke in my house? And that's what they were doing it for. They filled up the house with smoke that night so it would smell like smoke. Well, I called my friend on city council and told other people, wrote nine pages to the governor, the attorney general, the lieutenant governor, Senator Mark Warner. Never heard a word from anybody. Called the governor's office and said, why don't you do something about this? The secretary, the receptionist said, oh, we don't get involved in things like that. Last week, a social worker told me, she said, you better keep your mouth shut. Don't say a word. Stay out of town all you can because she said they are after you. They're going to set your house on fire. They're going to put you in a mental ward and say that you started the fire. The reason I'm telling you this seriously, Neil and everybody, is get prepared. Set up, I've set up a big yellow hose on the patio and hooked it up to the water spigot. I've got two fire extinguishers. Get a nighttime movie camera that will take pictures of these people at night. Be aware of what they're doing because they were so quiet. I didn't hear a sound until they were putting the ladder up to my window. Not one sound did I hear. This is almost unbelievable. So what they're going to do next, I don't know. But right now my house is full of smokers crazy next door. They're doing it. And out in the parking lot every night of these people. Now, I want to know from somebody how illegal this is, who I can go to, how I can get it stopped. Anybody have any ideas? And I tell everybody, because you better be aware of it, they're doing it to TIs. That's my story. It's the truth, and I have witnesses. Are you there? Hello? Yeah, and multitasking. I get links in the chat room, and I send them to a few people. You send it to everybody. Put my name on Dallas and put Virginia Beach, Virginia on it. Now, I call Dwight, ask him to go be able to help me, and he harassed the hell out of me. So that's not good. 
Putin? Dwight Magnum. <clears throat> then I'm trying to find some. I'm trying to find everybody in Virginia I can. We don't have anybody worthwhile. Two I knew men are not here anymore. I think they're working out of. I don't know what they did. Whether they're just doing something, but they're not with us anymore. But they're the two men that lived here. That woman I don't talk to, and then the rest of the people are in Richmond and Arlington and everywhere. That's three or four hours away. Some woman was on last night, said she was from Virginia. I don't know who that was. But I'm trying to find anybody in Virginia who will come. I also have a bedroom that I've got to rent and have somebody here with me because I can't see anymore. So I need a T.I. with me now, and I want a woman at all times. And a, and a what? No, <laughs> Some jerk. Okay, I'm just catching up here, so I'll unmute a few people. Florida. Got a little Neil? reaction. Yeah, Neil? Ahead. Yeah. Can you can you guys hear me? Yep. Hi, uh, Alice, were you able to get much evidence from all that? That you could they get together? I don't need evidence. I just got fourteen witnesses. They all participated in it. They moved their I mean, did you get, did, were you able to get pictures and stuff like that that you can add for the uh, collection of evidence? Or I'm not going to say anything on the telephone, okay? But what okay. I'm getting from other people really shocked me. I thought it was just me. And this person I know well, and I know she's reliable, and she said that they were discussing it on the Facebook or somewhere one night or website. Everybody knew about it around the country, and that's what they were doing. I mean, this is really getting sick. Sick. Yeah, it's off the deep end. It is, Neil. I'm telling you, we got to do something, and I don't know what we can do. we got to head for the newspapers and TV programs or something, but somebody's got to do something. I mean, it doesn't seem to be any crime that they are doing anything about. Nobody's stopping the criminals. No, I mean, our regulatory commissions are being controlled by the same organized crime networks. This was intelligently enough planned to be able to implement it across the whole world. That's pretty scary. It is beyond scary. I mean to tell you, I don't know what we're going to do about it, but we got to do something. Well, I'll tell you, you know, those in the upper echelons of the alphabet agencies, I feel very strongly that, you know, they have to bite their tongue. They don't get to say, but they know that the human race is in serious trouble. Well, they know what's going on. I heard this preacher on the radio yesterday preaching about one world order, and he said the world is in chaos, and they're not going to stop it until they've got a one world government. That's what they're doing. And he's just preaching at it, blah, 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 right out on the radio. Yeah. Yeah, this is more than just us. It's everybody at this point. As, as Huggy Bear pointed out earlier tonight, um, old-style physical-level implants are obsolete at this point. There's enough other technology that we've been accumulating, and to have self-assembling nanotechnology, one report was 
<clears throat> talking about using a, an electromagnetic pulse to disable implants, and some lady wrote in the comments section, she studied this extensively for 10 years, and she found that it took 4.5 million volts run through a coil uh, to have enough power to disable the implants, and that within 10 to 14 days, those implants would reassemble themselves. So we're, we're, we're dealing with something more than just, you know, RFID chips and medical oh, yeah. body area network implants. We're, it's, you know, if it, depending on your age would be what technology that you have in you. Uh, but at this point, what we're accumulating through air, food, water, and soil um, is in everybody, and it's frequency responsive. Well, Dwight said he had found three in his body, and he's going to Spain somewhere, and I don't know where he gets all this money, who travels him around, who sends him around, but he said that he had found three, and he was going to have them surgically removed. Yeah, and it won't, won't some, huh? It won't do any good. No, he wants them for a lawsuit, I think. I don't know. Oh, that's cool. Why didn't he but, just go to Georgia? Is that doctor still doing it? I think that's if he mentioned that person or not. I can't remember. I didn't figure that she'd get away with it for long before they would make it not worth her while. Well, I said, did they show anything? I thought they were made of clear crystal and wires. He said one was a wire, and I forget what he said the others were made of. I don't know how you know that, but you have to take them out and find out, I guess. Yeah. But I said, go to a plastic surgeon. I went to a plastic surgeon, got a piece of fat out for a biopsy. So usually they'll do anything. Just say, cut out this piece of fat. I need it. <laughs> don't tell them what it is. Well, I wish we could get Huggy Bear back because she's done some really extensive research and probably has a better overview of what's going on in the higher levels, but it really appears that the human race has been, you know, tricked into this situation and a handful of people that we would call megalomaniacs uh, have been tricked into, you know, grab what you can get and live high in this life and don't worry about tomorrow. But uh, the intelligence level of what's been implemented over the last 50 or 60 years, especially the last 20 or 30, uh, is really beyond human. And you know, I, I, just to be honest, I hope everybody on this call can, can face that fact. Uh, and I'm also going to say that... Um, Somebody who lived down the street from me stopped in one day, an old guy, and he said, I used to build racing carburetors for race cars in the 60s and, you know, got quite a name for myself because people won races with my carburetors. And so he saw two carburetors sitting on my workbench and said, what are you going to do with those? Those are old Hollies, and they're, you know, kind of rare to find anymore. And I said, well, I just want one good one. And I don't have time to rebuild.
rebuild them. I, I hate rebuilding, and they have so many tiny parts and springs and ball bearings. And he said, <laughs> "You give me those two, and I'll I'll give you you know one like brand new with the tricks that I do." And so <clears throat> a year went by, and he came back and handed me this brand new looking carburetor and said, "Sorry, it took so long. I'm 85. I can't see and." You know, it's become really hard. And so he handed me this book called Archangels of Dreamland, which is an inspiration um, from a guy that had a series of dreams. His name is Stephen L. Fawcett, spelled F-A-W-C-E-T-T-E. And it, it talks about the, the events that happened from the Roswell crash in 1947 how some kind of a ship with a supercomputer was taken back to Area 51, which is what's known as Dreamland, which is why it's called Archangels of Dreamland. <laughs> and so I read this 300-and-some-page book. Uh, it made me cry about three times because it parallels with what we're going through and how the dark forces... What's the name, what's the name of the book? It's called Archangels of Dreamland. Okay. And he, he said he was tormented by these dreams until he would write the book, and he wrote the book. And so in, in reading it, the parallels of and the understanding that it brought to me of the, the battle between good and evil uh, and how the, the dark side, you know, wanted complete control took this supercomputer, saw how they could use it, how they could uh, hook up to every network and hook up to every person and be able to control the outcomes of things. So uh, I think his dreams were divinely inspired, uh, which is probably part of what made me cry. Um, I mean, sobbing, tears. I don't cry real easy because you just have to be tough all the time, and it's been... You know, almost 20 years of very obvious targeting for me. And anyway, what I do gather is that it, it is a, a battle between good and evil, and you know, the dark side has put together this supercomputer network, which I hope Huggy Bear comes back and, and talks with us You know more about what she knows about the D-Wave and, uh, what is it, 17 different CERN, Hadron colliders that are set up and how they're interacting with with all these other s systems. Um, what it boils down to is how long are they going to get away with this? How many casualties are there going to be uh, before what I think is going to play itself out? What was written in the Archangels of Dreamland is that the good side steps in, and, and I'm not really one to just swallow what people tell me. I read between the lines, so I belong to no religion. I've contemplated many religions and a lot of science. And there is proof here that there is good and evil. So it is a dualistic world, and for whatever reason, those of us so-called TIs that are on the front line, we're experiencing the unspeakable intensity of the dark side of this whole program. <clears throat> and what I feel is just that this has got to play itself out until those that, you know, were the neighbors and family that ignored us and, you know, weren't even kind enough to say, I hope you're crazy because that's too scary. 
they they were downright rude and and I have to say that if you have integrity and you have dignity, you pretty much hold that about yourself. Uh, it, it's in the basic core fiber of who you are, uh, even when you're played on. I mean, they can play 6.6 hertz and make people pissed off and start arguing and all that. Uh, it's beyond our human capability to detach from from emotional reactivity when frequency warfare is being implemented on us. But if your basic fiber is good and decent and caring, uh, there is something in that that you do hold through, you know, more diplomacy than you'd ever think that you'd have to endure at, at being insulted while you're being tortured and people even laughing in your face when you say you're, you know, you got microwave and other things aimed at you that are hurting you and disrupting your whole life. But anyway, my my point is that, let's see if I can get to my point, my brain is not okay um, I think that it's going to have to play itself out until those that have been untouched by this program that are living in their ignorance's bliss state with their head in the sand are, are really touched by it. And, you know, perhaps at that point there'll be an uprising because it's going to reach that place quite likely very soon, like this year, if not in the first six months of this year where people are going to realize that they have absolutely nothing to lose. And so if there's anything I could say, it's put your thoughts towards, uh, in the reference of the archangels of dreamland, is that there were archangels and that they were scattered around the earth. And when the time came for them to do what they had to do and go to Area 51, and get this computer shut down so that this dark network couldn't do what it was doing to the human race anymore, uh, that they did manage to do that. So in seeing the duality that we're living in, um, my only justification for why we're being unspeakably tortured, which, uh, you know, when I muted everybody last week and said how many people uh, find that their, their, you know, targeting has been way worse in the last couple of months, if not six months. And I'd say it was, you know, 60 or 70 percent of the people on the call and in the chat room that hit star eight or wrote star eight in the chat room. So uh, I would have to just tell you to hang on to the goodness in your heart. It's no mistake that there's a lot of beauty that people have created in this world the, the very structure of nature is predator prey. So there's things in the duality of this world that uh, we really wouldn't choose. I mean, I, I'd rather take a piece of fruit off a tree than slit a cow's throat and listen to it scream and twitch and bleed out so I can have a nice steak dinner, even though barbecued ribs with good barbecue sauce is, you know, really good to us. Um so there's some things in the basic structure that that are lacking in having love in them with this whole predator-prey thing. But um, hopefully this will be some kind of an evolutionary process that we're, we're not recognizing. I mean, even without this dark network, the, the way that we're treating the Earth, the way we've gone too far with technology for creature comforts, 
uh, things like wireless, you know, oh, well, it's so easy to have a laptop and, you know, a cordless phone and be able to access the world at the push of a button without having to hook up to a wire. But if you look at the Curlian photographer, photography pictures and see the the color contrast showing the patterns and intensity of Wi-Fi and what it's doing to children and teachers in schools is creating an uprising too. Uh, that, that convenience is not worth it. So perhaps the people that don't believe that what you can't see won't hurt you have to wake up before there's going to be enough of an uprising uh, and something much more powerful than us is going to step in, which is what the Archangels of Dreamland is about. I mean, literally, we're in this battle. And I guess I'm not speaking really well tonight, but uh, hold on to your thoughts. Yeah, you that, are, but I don't you know, know what we can do about it, Neil. I mean, there's just too many people against us. Yeah, it's yeah. out of our hands. It's too powerful. I mean, I'm sitting here in total frustration. I'm like, why do I have to even be here and know all this bad news and hardly be able to do anything to help all of us? I mean, uh, you can't work hard enough. You can't learn fast enough. There's mm-hmm. too much to learn. Uh, and, and so it really just comes down to this is too heavy. It's too hard. There has to be something divine because a lot of us have had things that we would call miracles happen in our lives. Uh, where did they come from? You know, is there something in another dimension that sees us and steps in when we're ready to drive off a cliff by accident and, and saves us? You know, I've had things like that happen to me. Uh, plenty of miraculous things happen. So there is something that does have a heart and does have conscience and does uplift and support love, which really I think is just caring. Um, <laughs> put your thoughts and your prayers out there that that whatever this is is waiting for a certain cutoff point and they're going to step in and save us. Because if they don't, uh, we're we're up shit creek without a paddle, to put it bluntly. Yeah, but here's the point. I want the criminal things done to people stopped. I mean, that is so wrong and so bad, and nobody will stop the crimes, and that's sick because they have to know about it. Are you there? Yeah. How many people are on the call? I don't know, about 60. Oh, super great. All right. Well, all I know is somehow we got to organize. When I had that that chemical group of people, it was started by Chevaliers, the Mexican farm worker that was so concerned about all the farm workers being sprayed with airplane chemicals that he started a group in 19... Good gosh, it was... Uh, I used to go in 88. He had probably started it in 75 or 70. And it was called National Coalition Against the Misuse of Pesticides. He opened an office in Washington, D.C., hired an office manager, and then there were 10 volunteers. And 
And it went on all year long. And every year in March, we went to Washington to a conference, Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. And people came from all over the country that were chemically poisoned with everything. And there would always be at least 300 people or more there. On Monday morning, we would go over to the Capitol building, and everybody went to see their senators and representatives from their own states and took them papers and requests for laws to change and stop it. They did stop the fog fog or springing of airplanes while the farm workers are working, and they still have that law to this day. They cannot spray anything while they are out there. And that's the only thing I remember getting passed. I testified at a committee meeting against True Green and Kimon because they have 2,4-D in them from Agent Orange. It was one-half Agent Orange, and they won't change that. They won't take it out, and they still use it in every yard everywhere. And my yard, too, at my townhouse. So I've got a battle going with them about that. I never should have bought it here, and I forgot about it when I bought the darn thing. So eventually, uh, when Shavayas, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, he passed away three or four years ago, and I guess it dissolved then, just went away. But everybody came from all over the country once a year, and we went up to the Capitol and talked to the senators and representatives, and not much ever got done. So going to Congress, I don't think, is the thing to do. And I think it's a waste of time to go up there and protest to do all that stuff. I'm inclined to think we're more in, we'll get more attention and more accomplished if we work in our state government through stopping the crimes. That's about all we can do, I think. We have got to publicize that these are crimes and people are being murdered. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, you know, it's more important that people show that they care and they care enough to uplift and support the whole human race. I mean, it's like pulling over for a stranger on a rainy day on the freeway when they got a flat tire and making sure they've got what they need to get back on the road. You know, why does it feel good to just do a, a senseless act of kindness? And because of some of the technology that's around in these times, there there is a higher element of people that aren't using heart and conscience. And there's generations that have been cheated out of, you know, blue skies and rope swings and holding hands with your sweetheart on a full moon night and just enjoying being a person in the world uh, and having quality food and you know, you know, music and entertainment. Was propaganda machine. <laughs> you what? I didn't hear that. Yeah, if no. anybody would like to get in the conversation, please... Um, it's star eight on your your phone. The room got pretty loud, so I had to mute it. So it's star eight on your phone, and I'll be able to unmute some people, and we can have a variety of conversation. 
I was just going to say that everything is so far advanced. When people think that they are come up with some great discovery and you hear renowned people writing books and, and writing research documents on the Internet and everything, there's such small potatoes as far as I'm concerned from what I've muddled through thousands of pages already. I think it's it's hundreds of years ahead of us, and there's no way of latching on to the real yeah. <laughs> deal what's going on. It's so far in advance of us. Yeah, I agree. Agree. I mean, in reading Archangels of Dreamland and then actually walking through this experience and knowing people that did a lot of deep research just saying it's worse than we thought, and it was already bad enough, I mean... It's like this is too big for us. We're going to have to have something bigger than us because government talking point. Collectively, there's not it much is. we could do. Would you please just get lost and go die somewhere? <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Go stick a rag in your mouth and light it on fire and die. I'm glad you got rid of him. He's got so boring. No it's so redundant. <laughs> Can't put up with him anymore. I would reach through the phone and grab that person by his throat. This is a matter of the whole human race dying, for God's sake. I mean, if nothing else happens, hopefully the gene pool is going to get cleaned up in this whole process. I'm pissed off because 50% of the people on this planet are hardworking, loving, caring people that have made the world a better place than it even was before we got here. And they and they don't deserve this. And I'm one of those people who cares. You piss me off and you'll get a bad energy sent your way. I promise you. Don't get in our way. This isn't about just us. It's about everybody. The whole damn world. There's just no time for these little immature games anymore. Sorry. <laughs> My tolerance level has uh, become pretty short-fused for for mediocrity. You know, Einstein said, what was it? Uh, <laughs> thought leaves my mind. Great spirits have always encountered violent opposition from mediocre minds. We have, we have no time for that at this point. So anyway, hey, some people unmute, you know, put star eight on your phone. So I can unmute you and let's get a variety of conversations going. Um, so people that have been here for a long time, some of this stuff gets redundant, and I like to keep it fresh and bring new stuff to the table as the call goes on. So feel free to hit star eight, and I'll unmute you. The board's running a little slow tonight, so if there's a delay, that's why. Anybody have anything significant to report? <clears throat> you know, I've I been hearing. Go ahead. I heard something. I I don't catch all the entire um, topics covered by the news, <clears throat> the media, because I'm constantly having to shift from one project to one location to you know they have me on the move constantly. So, but I I swear I was walking through some place and I heard. Um, 
that some kind of law is coming through to deputize all local law enforcement? Did anybody hear that? And what does that mean? What, what is, why are they doing this? Why? Well, I want to that. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, I remember that 60 Minutes program they did six months, a year ago, and it showed Homeland Security and the director, and he would not look in the camera, wouldn't open it up. He stood on that program and shook the sheriffs and all the cops. He said, now I have all three working together. I can accomplish everything I want to. And Leslie Stahl was mad as hell, and she said, well, sometimes you have second the decision to kill somebody or not. And he said, oh, yeah. We, has a new director taken over for Homeland Security yet? I don't know, but this, this statement came out of Homeland Security, as I recall. Yeah, it did, and that's what they're doing. And and, and uh, I just heard it today, today, this afternoon. Well, if we After have I got back to... from a lovely ride in the country and spring-like weather and just a great day and bonus day to be alive. I had to come home and listen to this craziness again. <laughs> it's a beautiful day here. It was 60, 70, was, but cold tonight. Oh. But that's um, the Hi, Neil. This is Barbara. Um, I'd like to tell a story. I've been fighting this all night because I'm not even sure it's appropriate on this phone call. Should I tell it? Yeah. Is he there? Yeah, go for Um, it. Okay, so as as I start to tell this, two reasons why I'm hesitant. One is, first of all, it's the most profound story of my life. But second of all, in retrospect, I realize they could have created this experience, but I'm going to choose to believe that they didn't. And as everybody knows, I'm not a Christian, not a religious person. I am like the far extreme of that. But I was living in an apartment, and I always thought that maybe angels existed, but I didn't have any proof. So I was in this apartment building, and this woman moved next door, and she was this beautiful, tall blonde. And she claimed she could see angels, talk to angels, and all of this. And she was a realtor. And at that point, she was doing, she could hear them. At that point, she was doing everything she was told, and I'm telling you, this woman was making so much money. So I was always kind of jealous, you know. One day, oh, I was trying to meditate, which I flunk at because I don't have the patience to just sit and meditate. But they tell you to visualize a certain place that you want to go. So I'm an outdoor person, and I was visualizing, you know, my back to a tree and a river here and just this beautiful, idyllic place. And one day, I walked out my apartment, and there was a watercolor of the exact vision that I would have when I would meditate. Exactly. So I called home. It had a big bow on it. So I called all my friends, and I said, did you leave this at my door? And they said, nope, nope, nope. So finally I thought, well, was it this neighbor? So I knocked on her door, and I said, did you leave me this picture? And she said, yes. And I said, well, how did you know? And she goes, no, what? And I told her that this was my vision. She said, well, I was at a, a sale, and my angels kept saying, you need to get Barbara that picture. And I said, are you kidding me? It's expensive. I barely know her. 
And, of course, now since she was making tons of money doing what her angel said, she got me the picture. Well, that was very, very profound. But I was still kind of on the line. I was like, wow, that's that's pretty big coincidence there. So about a week later, I woke up about 3 a.m. in the morning, and there was just really scary, awful energy then there. I'm very, very sensitive. I didn't know what it was. I tried everything, and it kept getting worse and worse and worse. So I said, this is so not me, by the way, guys. So I said, okay, if there's such thing as angels, I want 100 angels to surround this apartment building And then I thought, well, what would angels want to do? And I said, okay, and I want them to sing over and over again, holy, 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 thinking nothing negative could survive that. Well, 30 seconds later, and mind you, I've been dealing with this for five hours. It was gone. So I'm sitting there, and I'm going, oh, that was a coincidence. And the phone rang. It was my neighbor. Now, this is 3 a.m. I said, what are you doing? It's 3 a.m. She said, My angels kept waking me up saying, you have to give Barbara a message. I kept saying, it's 3 a.m., I'm not going to do it. And they just kept bugging me. So she says, I have a message. I have no idea what it means. I said, what is it? She said, oh, I'm getting goosebumps. She said, tell Barbara the angels are singing. And from that moment on, I never doubted that somewhere in that realm, there is help. And that's my story. So the reason I'm saying it is because Neil kind of inspired me to say it by what he was saying, and it was sounding like very, you know, like, boy, we're in a fix here, and there's no answers. And I guess I'm saying that is just possibly there is. So I hope that inspires somebody. I hope that answers is right and I hope it helps us all. Because I yeah. do think there are angels. And I yeah. think everybody has a guardian angel. You just have to look for it and try to find it. But the things have appeared to me and they've appeared to Neil. And like I was told right after my mother died in 77 that everything in my life was going to be, she said, Christ appeared to me and said, you're going to lose everything. And it was telling me what was happening, and that's exactly what has occurred. I thought an angel, wow. but I do believe in those things. I wish we had a guardian angel. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I'll tell you one thing. Um, things happen in your life where you you know there is something angelic that's helping you. And and I've been around some pretty dark people and knew that they were doing dark things and been protected in the process. And uh, I've noticed that people that try to do bad things to me end up having bad, something bad happen to them. So when I hear a little creaking up in my attic above me when I'm going in to go pee or something or take a shower, I just say, you know, I, I hope you haven't been tricked to work for for these people or, you know, if it's some machine that's projecting something and makes a little sound to make you think there's somebody in your attic or 
or it's somebody that's been teletransported in a miniature form, you know, that's cloaked or whatever. I mean, there's so much potential. As somebody said earlier, you know, the technology is more than likely hundreds of years ahead of anything that we've known about. Uh, really, I mean, if you read um, what Tim Erickson wrote in the Deep Sleep book about <clears throat> the the coordinates being given for the Atlantis diggings and the technology that apparently was left in there by the Atlanteans and, and apparently the Sumerians um, and the warnings of cataclysmic events that were cyclic that would happen, chances are that the so-called elite people that don't think they need toilet paper anymore, um, <laughs> you know, hung on to this information, built some of these things that were left that, that shouldn't have been left to people that would misuse them. Um, and, and they've stolen from everybody and they've been tricked by something bigger than them. So there has to be something bigger than any of all that to come in on the other side because, uh, you know, I mean, I really appreciate Barbara's story tonight. I've had some pretty special things happen to me um, in my life in general, but in the last few months, you know, I really needed to get the newer Rife machine to save my life, and I really got majorly blessed to be able to sell the old one and sell some things I had in my garage and come up with enough money and I knew the owner of the company and he gave me a major discount so I was able to get it and get a sauna that didn't work and fix it enough to make it heat up so I could sweat uh, and then after that all hell broke loose been really really hard around here uh, got the right side of my face burned red in the bathroom uh, about four or five days ago maybe a week everything just seems timeless these days and so I started looking around with my detection, one of my meters, and found 235 milligauss coming out of the smart meter. And the the legal safe level is 3 milligauss. So so you're talking what, you know, about 75 times higher than what's safe. And then uh, we got into it with the the Internet phone provider company, and they just gave us a major runaround after they offered us higher speed internet for $20 less a month, uh, we said, well, we have, you know, more than one port in our modem. Uh, and they said, well, we have to change that because it's a new company and they want their equipment in there. And they didn't tell us. They turned Wi-Fi on. So after about six hours on the phone arguing with a bunch of liars, um, we came to the realization that they had turned Wi-Fi on on us. Just uh, been through hell. So anyway, I appreciate the story because wh whatever it is, I don't know if it's cyclic or or what it is really, but it seems like there's times when things will just flow and some good things come your way, and then there's times when it's just unspeakably hard, really drops you to your knees, and and you start to wonder, you know. <laughs> Is darkness really just going to take this planet over and squish love out? Well, I don't think so. But let's just hold hands and walk through those lulls when we don't feel anything good happening. Because, I mean, that's really what these calls are about anyway. 
besides whatever knowledge we can share with each other, it's it's about being a support system and helping us getting through the the times that are just too hard. Well, I don't think there's any doubt that there's a power greater than us that controls what we do, and it's a good power. And if you watch that things happen, like I forgot something today and some silly other little thing made me come back and get something else, and there was what I had forgotten was really important. And I thought, who guides me in that direction and causes those things to happen? And I never noticed that so much until the last few years. Yeah. It happened before, but it does now. So there is a greater power over us, watching over us. But nobody knows what's going to happen in the future. This woman was on last night. I'm a Christian, and now we're only good for about 60 years. That's all we're going to last for. And I said, how do you know you're going to go in 60 years? The planet's going to go? Oh, yes. She said, oh, Baraki. I was interested in what that lady said tonight about what she heard about. What was it, Homeland Security? She heard what today? I just heard that um, somehow there's something being passed. I don't have time or I don't have computer access at the moment uh, to locate that local law enforcement is all going to be deputized. Your local police force, not just your sheriffs, but your local entire police force. I don't know what that what. Wait, what that's all about. Would that have anything to do with the whole immigration thing, maybe? I think it is, actually. Yeah, that's I, I, going to be the, the I'm getting the, the feeling surface, that, but yeah. who knows how deep get, it goes. Get the, to get the immigrants out, this massive move that he's going to make. If, I think so, but you, we don't know how deep that can go. To what's it, How's it going to involve us in some way, eventually, if everything is a military state almost? And I can't figure anything out anymore. What's going on here? Get <laughs> like, you know, every day. Every day it gets. They're going to be really, really great, and this is going to turn around, or all hell is going to break loose. <laughs> well, I think they're investigating the immigrants, and they're trying to find the bad ones and put them up and send them back. They won't leave them here. Mm-hmm. So they're just going to do that, and that's the new spot to do. So whether or not police are not going to be deputized to have that power for the immigrants, I don't know. I hope they don't receive it. I think on the surface that's what they're doing with it. Like I'm trying to say, well, I guess I think too deeply, but I think that can be turned on the whole country to not good hands as far as I can see. It's like uh, when there was problems in other parts of the world over time in past history, they did things like that. What Where, can a deputy do that a policeman can't do? What are do you know the, the job description of like the sheriff's deputies? You yeah. know, it's it's funny when there's a problem here. I don't. I would never call it the regular police force. If you know my life was in danger or something somehow. Sure. Logical here for me. If the state police turned their head the other way and they could kill us about doing 
been there and done that. I went to put in a complaint about nearly losing my life one night with some kind of poison powder put into my apartment. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't swallow. Everything dried up, and within 10 seconds, if I didn't have air in my breath, I wouldn't be talking to you today. And what happened was I next morning, it was a snowy day. I went to the state police coroner's barracks, and he said, oh, it's all your imagination. We don't write reports for things like that. Try, try moving around, Ludo. You're really scratchy. Okay. So what I'm trying to say is um, I'll be interested to see what this is going to all come out to. Of course, for now, it's going to be for the immigrants, but... Over the long haul, always, it's going to stay in place as far as I'm, I can tell. Whatever they do always stays. Nothing just like the price of flour when stay the same and the price of bread keeps going up. So, you know, it's it's going to stay there, whatever they implement. And how is it going to affect us? Just like when I, when I went and um, put in my... Um, got my report now. Uh, they called erroneously from the bank, and uh, I knew right then and there the call was nonsense that they were gonna tap and bug my wire, my this phone henceforth. So I know the sheriff's department is on this line. I know that, and I don't really care. Everybody else is on it, so why not them too? Star six on your phone if you got background noise. Especially you, you know, one of those burps is gonna turn into a heart attack for you. You better leave or you're gonna get hurt. <laughs> Go ahead, just spew it out as much as you can because it's gonna be the last thing you do, punk. Why don't I give you my address and you can come over and knock on my door like a real man? I'd be happy to put you in the hospital. You, you can do that, Neil. Anybody on the line can do that? Yeah, I mean, if they're unmuted, they can, but... Um Every once in a while, you get a hacker that somehow gets around the control panel, which is this situation. We haven't had this happen for a while, but I'll just, I'm not even kidding. People do bad things towards people that are doing good things for the world in a life-threatening situation, and they will have something bad happen to them. And so the, the, the kindest thing I can put out there is that when something bad does happen, that perhaps they'll recognize it's because of the bad things that they're doing. You really don't want to mess with people that are doing what they can to save the human race. Yes. I think your daddy's little sperm must have been swimming crooked when he made you. Bitch. Okay. No, I really mean that. I mean, you guys can probably tell I'm a bit short fused. There's, there's just no time for this, this kind of immaturity. There's no excuse for it. 
sending people that are unproductive to our calls. This is an uplifting support system, and Skizit and I and some others have, have worked really hard to, to make this all available. It's a whole lot more than they had in World War II, and, and you know, without being uh, short-fused and reactive, I really do hope that people that do bad things when they have bad things happen to them, really recognize that they're just getting back what they put out. And what the fuck did you just say to me? You Yeah, I, I wouldn't think that somebody wouldn't have enough of a brain that they would sabotage their own happiness. You, you really don't know who you're messing with. Something bad is going to happen to you, punk. So there's been more than one report lately of uh, people saying that there's underground tunnels going right through our neighborhoods and that people are having devices aimed up at them from underground. So somebody posted a link in the in the chat room tonight about a a person in Texas that is reporting exactly that. Um, anybody who has a fair amount of money you know, could consider having somebody come out with that kind of equipment. I don't know if it's infrared or what they use that'll show uh, inconsistencies in the ground and they'd actually be able to see that there is a tunnel. <clears throat> At first, I thought it was a little out of this world, but about five years ago, two or three o'clock in the morning, I was feeling the ground vibrating and hearing a pretty good-sized sound. Uh, and then came to get information that they've had some kind of a nuclear tunnel digging device that actually turns the the tailings of the dirt and rocks and everything into um, into a glass-like substance that lines the tunnels. And having that since 1973, you know, who knows what they have now. But I have a feeling that there's uh, some truth in what's being said that's been reported to me by more than one person now. So do consider, you know, anybody who's making enclosures, uh, what's coming from underneath matters quite a bit. So, you know, seeing Tony, Tony Pantelleresco on his beads and whatever it is, YouTube channel, and he gets some clothes pins and a couple wires and hangs four sheets of mylar, you know, in all four directions and maybe one up on the top for a little ceiling. Uh, sorry, kids, uh, if it ain't airtight with some kind of a ventilation system because you won't be able to breathe for very long after you build something airtight, I'm here to tell you from experience, um, it's going to have to be airtight to even block microwave, uh, let alone, you know, unfortunately, scalar and some of this through-the-wall radar type stuff is uh, is pretty nasty uh, at going through just about everything. Scalar apparently does go through everything, and it can be used for good or bad. And I'll also just mention, for those who don't know, it's it's really not a good idea to put your picture out on the Internet. Um, I have dreams and visions, and one of them is that a, a database has been used from driver's licenses and IDs. 
and using radionics technology, you can put a picture of somebody uh, from any age of their life into this, and you could send good things or you could send not good things. So with the kind of super high technology, the things we know about are, you know, comparatively like the little toy you get in a box of Cracker Jacks or Cheerios, apparently from from what some of the higher-up security people are saying, you know, that they've seen in top security clearance rooms of of what's being used in these times. So let's see, I'm going to do my best to start over here. The, the board's running really super slow tonight. We've had our computers in the last two weeks completely taken over. One time there was an extra mouse in there doing things ahead, and another time it just took over, put it on standby, and I went in to type my password in to you know, get back in, thinking it was just a fluke, and somebody started typing out a wrong password ahead of me so I couldn't get in. So just so you all know, Citizens Against Harmful Technology has been under severe attack for about two weeks um, because we do our best to bring the truth to the table and to be an uplifting support system to all of you in, in whatever ways that we can. So we are, I mean, we're, we're paying a dear price to to be on the front lines. We, we got all pulled together. If there's one thing that I could ask, uh, <clears throat> I've reached a point where I resent having 2,800 emails and not being able to catch up, missing things that are really important that I put a star on, uh, so if you see a YouTube video or an article um, and you think it's really important, then you watch the video or read the article, and then you write a summary and send it to me or Skizit, and if it's newsletter worthy, we'll put it in the newsletter, and if it's not, then we'll you know, read the summary of the information and, and then share what we can, because... I mean, it, a lot of you that are on these calls are the people that send things our way, and, you know, I certainly don't want you to stop doing that, but just sending a, a one-liner with a link to a one- or two-hour video, it, it, it's it's become overwhelming to where we, we can't keep up with it. You might want to be careful the next time you eat, you might choke on what you're eating. You know, it's just so funny because it's the people like you that are ruining the world with your immaturity. You're just comical. I mean, you must have had a lopsided egg and a crooked sperm to make such a dramatic mishap. So uh, anyway, as I was saying, it would be really a help to uh, have you watch or listen to some of the YouTube videos that you think are important, and then just write a couple of paragraphs on a summary of what the highlights of it was, there's no possible way that we can keep up with it. Too much information coming in and too much to do. No staff, just Skizit and I. Thanks.
Uh, the board is running really slow tonight. Looks like I'm going to have to just shut off my computer and reload. You know, uh, Jewel wrote in a song, Nature has a funny way of breaking what does not bend. And Don't forget, those... they have total control of your computer, Neil, so even if you reload, if they don't want it yeah, to no, any Yeah, no, I know. It's an exercise in futility. They've it taken o- over both of our computers in the last two weeks. Two weeks. Everything, Everything that, that, I, that write I write or, or that comes, that comes in goes to a private server. server. And and their change, things are deleted, deleted, things things are sent. A lot of of things are sent. And this happens to everybody, but they don't realize it. So you got to be very careful and have some kind of a um, protocol with your friends and important people that if they don't receive your message within a day, then you resend it. If they don't, you keep resending it. Sometimes it takes me 20 messages to get one message through to my editor. I believe it, yeah. Yeah. And this is what's happening, and people don't realize this, but they read every message. That's why you see the date stamps. You know, when they're coming in, they're like four or five hours to get a message, and then and then I can get something to Europe in ten seconds. So you tell me what's going on with this picture. That's true. That's part of the uh, establishment. The, the money that they're being that they're paying out for funding our program is going to these uh, computer experts, these spyware experts, and these people that have read kits that get into your computer and registry that you can't get them out. And if you get them out, they're back in within five hours. So, you know, there's there's no hope for the computer. No, and I mean, you know, the the sad thing is that they don't realize they're supporting a system that's going to toss them and their children in a ditch dead. Because that is what they're out to do. Anybody can go read what's written on the Georgia Guidestones. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yes. Listen to the speech that Kennedy gave about secret societies 10 days before they filled them with bullets. And, and take note that George Bush Sr. and Dick Cheney were standing on the sidewalk. And apparently George Bush Sr. was arrested uh, for running from some building and then explained whatever he explained and got out of it. But, I mean, these people are billionaires, so they just throw money at, at anything and shut people up by, you know, force or tell them, here, take this money and shut your mouth or you'll end up in the ground. Somebody just has to, at some point, just <clears throat> stand up. I mean, I heard that the Secret Service was going to go after the Clinton Foundation for for some of the bad things that have been coming out about them, uh, really, really awful stuff. To to me, you know, the the only uh, my own dreams don't even matter to me at this point. It, it's to think that we might die and find our souls somewhere collectively knowing that humanity couldn't pull itself together and that a very small percentage of under-informed and misinformed and greedy and just plain dumb people cause the demise of the whole human race. That, to me, is just too major of an embarrassment. And, and that and, and seeing the beauty of the good things in this world and, and saying that they're, they're worth fighting for is what keeps me going. 
<clears throat> I'll just mention at this point for anybody who's new on the call, we have an electronic engineer that's created a a CD with a variety of frequencies to <clears throat> disrupt the entrainment link that's been hooked up to you over a period of time. I'd say probably most people have a, a high-pitched ring in their left ear. And if you take note, you'll probably find that when you're near some cell towers, uh, that that ringing gets louder. And they, they can do quite a variety of things to you, <clears throat> physically, emotionally, and mentally, by the frequencies that they're sending out of those towers. So <clears throat> what's reported is people getting some relief from from having voice to skull, you know, hearing voices saying things in your head and being irritating and all that. And, of course, the high-pitch ring is, is a secondary effect, uh, which shows that you are hooked up to remote neural monitoring. And so there's a, a CD that's available. Uh, you have to buy some headphones that go up to 24 kilohertz or what's 24,000 hertz. Uh, if you type into Amazon or eBay, it'll say 24KHZ for kilohertz. And uh, so some of the frequencies that are in this CD are above human hearing range uh, for particular reasons that he designed it this way over a trial and error experimentation process. Um, you can get a copy of that CD for free by emailing VulcanWolverine at Gmail. And that's V-U-L-C-A-N and then W-O-L-V-E-R-I-N-E at gmail.com. And uh, if you feel like sending off a little donation to the, the engineer is Dave Case. His P.O. Box is P.O. Box 394. It's Van Buren, which is V-A-N-B-U-R-E-N, -E Missouri, or M-O, period, and then area code 63965. And he also <clears throat> has come up with some cost-effective whole house uh, type filters for 25 bucks. You can... <clears throat> send a, a a text to his cell phone, which is 573-300-1579. And, uh, you know, make arrangements to pay him 25 bucks for that. Anybody who feels like sending some donations, you know, he's a good guy, and he's putting that CD out there for people, and there's a, a report of... I think somewhere between 40 and 60 people that have listened to this uh, CD by putting it on repeat and having it play all night while you're sleeping at a comfortable level. And, you know, some of the sounds in there are pretty abrupt and irritating, so it takes a little while to get used to it. But when you don't uh, jump from some particular sound frequency, you know, eventually you do get used to it. Um, then you can play it all night, and the reports of people that have done that are are good reports saying a reduction in things. And then if you go to citizensaht.org, 
um, and then you look for the little button that says forum. You can push that button, and it'll take you to the Pro Boards forum, where we have our forum. And under general discussion, I've put a YouTube video for for those who don't know uh, from a guy whose handle on YouTube is Lookout Charlie. So it's Lookout F as in Frank, A as in Apple. Uh, Charlie spelled with an I-E at the end, uh, and he has a video there explaining his trial and error and coming to the realization of a, a particular fungus that is coating over our skin. And I know a lot of us have reported how our skin looks older than it should and wrinkly and not quite skin-like. And so through trial and error, he's put together a protocol and found ways to remove this topically and internally. And so I did a little research on that and found it to be a particular fungus called Sporothrix shenki, S-C-H-E-N-C-K-I-I, and bought the frequency sets to be able to run them on, on my Rife machine to use frequencies to kill it. And definitely when you're running frequencies for something you have in your body, it makes you feel bad. And that has been the experience. So you can go over to the forum under general discussion and you'll see two little uh, listings that I put there, or two threads that are um, showing the link to his YouTube video and also showing the full written-out protocol that I got from his blog spot. So, again, if you're in a position to pass a little money, he's doing a fundraiser. You know, even five bucks really says a big thank you to acknowledge the people out there that have put their heart and soul into doing what they can do to help. What's being reported is that when that fungus is removed internally and topically, uh, that his detection equipment is still showing the same intensity of signals coming in, but he's not having any symptoms. And so I I know there's a few people that have been doing this for two or three weeks, um, and some of this stuff I just have to announce to make sure that that people are not going to miss out on things like Dave's CD and this protocol uh, to get rid of the sporotrichosis. Uh, Some of these things that are in the chemtrails are cumulative and have been happening to us for years. And uh, by getting stuff, purging it out of your body, following that protocol and using the Ion Detox foot bath, which you can find, you can build one for $10 with a 9-volt battery and a couple of pieces of wire and a couple of buckets that one foot will fit into each bucket and a pinch of salt to make it more conductive and throw a couple knives, forks, or spoons in there. Make sure that uh, if you do use utensils to hook your wire to to do the ion detox, that you don't see little black pitted spots in your your silverware or your plated utensils because uh, Japan made some that had lead in them. And I just want to make sure nobody's going to use any kind of metal with lead. Otherwise, if you've got a local machine shop, you can go down there and ask for a couple of small little pieces of stainless steel. You can bend them so they just 
sit up out of the way of your foot, and one will get hooked up to each wire off your 9-volt battery. All the instructions are at ninasilver.com, which is N-E-N-A-H-S-Y-L-V-E-R.com. She's the, the Ph.D. who wrote the Rife Frequency Handbook, which has a, a whole lot of information on health and many, many frequency charts from, for diseases and pathogens from A to Z. <clears throat> for those who aren't familiar with sound therapies, um, we're, a lot of us are finding benefit with sound therapies. And the first one that I was led to is on YouTube, and it's Dr. Virtual 7, which is D-R and then Virtual, V-I-R-T-U-A-L, and the number 7. And he has specific soundtracks on there for helping to break the entrainment on targeted individuals. One of them has the the pleasant sounds of uh, ocean waves in the background, and it's four hours long. Anytime you can put those things on on your computer while you're doing stuff on your computer or cleaning house or whatever, and you can just turn up the sound on your speakers, um, we've noticed that there's benefit. And then there's a, another one that's really, really good, that is uh, a strange name, but a great soul, and this man has given his life to leave us a legacy. He died July 30th of 2016, uh, apparently from the third heart attack that they induced on him. Um, and that, that his handle on YouTube is the Chaos Breed Love E Wing, and that's spelled Z is in zebra, A K A O. S, and then breed love, B-R-E-E-D-L-O-V-E, and the third word is E-Wing, which is just E-W-I-N-G, and you're going to find a variety of beneficial soundtracks. Don't miss out on this stuff, because the frequency warfare is frequency, and sound, every sound is frequency. Even a rock is vibrating at a particular frequency to be what kind of a rock it is. So uh, the fact that the military-industrial complex, according to Barry Trower, an XMI-5 in, in the U.K., uh, has a list of 600 different frequencies that correlate with the human body um, that are not necessarily being used for good things because... Now militaries are staying home and hurting their own people because organized crime has stolen our militaries and found it more cost-effective to stay home and, and torture your own so-called people. But anyway, we've been infiltrated by people like George Bush Sr., whose real name is Scherf, uh, who is a Nazi, and and his immature little boy, that was really an embarrassment to our country. If I could say I'm sorry to the rest of the world, I would say uh, we, the people of, of this country, would never have condoned going to any other country and doing anything harmful to anybody, let alone staging wars for megalomaniacs that are already multi-billionaires to profit. So, you know, they can kill me and... Uh, I would swear right now, if I knew it wasn't going to offend anybody on the call, I will not hold back 
they can kill me. George Bush is a baby-raping, drug-dealing, Nazi murderer. And so are the rest of the people that we all know about. And I hope they all get lynched up a tree or put in front of a firing squad. So that's my opinion on that. We're, we're sorry to all the people out in the world that our country got used by infiltrators from Europe and from Germany. And, and our, our alphabet agencies that were originally designed to do good jobs have been infiltrated by this organized crime network. This is not an experiment. This is a protocol. And there is a playbook, and that playbook is being used. And if you cross their line, they'll shut you up and put you in the ground. So to me, it just matters that we do whatever we can do to uphold the goodness in humanity and provide you know, some kind of a, a safe, healthy future for the beautiful children we have on the planet and honor the gift of life. So let's see, anything else I have here? Thank you to those that uh, gave to the R&D fund. It's up to about $1,190. And as I get time, if I survive long enough to uh, do some of these, these research projects that I've had a list for a while, we've been kind of crawling along, just a few of us really slowly, and testing out some things, and we haven't come up with anything that uh, would be beneficial enough to make it available to people at this point, but we do have uh, a list of some projects that are that are promising. So send good thoughts to the the R and D people that are working in the background. And again, thank you for the the monetary support uh, that those of you that you know shared and gave some to. Um, We'll, we'll do what we can do to bring some good out of all that. Thanks again. Uh, anybody who has emails that haven't been answered by me or Skizit, uh, we're swamped and we're under major duress. We're doing the best we can. There's sometimes no guarantee, as Luda said earlier, uh, that your emails get to each other. Uh, hopefully more than not they do, but you know, sometimes they don't get answered because they get buried in a a pile of an ongoing list that, I mean, for me, if I don't do email for two days, I've got a hundred more emails in that box. So it, it, it's overwhelming, and at this point, we don't have a staff. Um, just write me again. Uh, I, I always answer emergency emails first, and then, you know, do the research stuff that people send my way. And again, please, take some burden off me. Don't just send me a link of something. Read it or listen to the YouTube and write a summary and send me the summary. And, and if it's something that everybody would be interested in knowing, we'll make sure that that summary gets put in the newsletter. And if you want credit for being the writer, we'll be happy to. And if you want to just be anonymous, we'll honor that too. So thanks again. The, having to deal with uh, with a computer that's running really slow. We've gotten treated very badly in the last week by the Internet phone company people. And for those who weren't on the call a little earlier, uh, telling you that our computers got taken over 
it's become really obvious that somebody doesn't like cot and wants us to shut up and die. So we're going to do our best to our last breath, and they can go to hell in a handbasket. That's in my recording, so go ahead and listen to it and pass it on to your seniors. And if they want to put a check mark on, on my name, then go ahead. Take me out. You'll you'll have one pissed off ghost on the other side, and I'll do everything to torment you until you can't handle it either. I'm not afraid of you. You can torture me, but you can't take the the essence of who I am and the purity of my heart away. Okay, so that's about it. I'm waiting to get back into the chat room so that I can. See if anybody's sitting there waiting to be unmuted and have a little bit more of a conversation than just me rattling on. If I have any other notes here I can share while I'm waiting for this to load. For those that might be interested in pursuing using Rife technology, uh, there's a website called Spooky and the number two. Um, and apparently they have free software, and, and there's an easy way to do that. You can use frequencies to get rid of parasites and particular pathogens that are associated with particular diseases through, you know, probably close to 30 years of using Royal Rife's frequency generator technology to get rid of unwanted pathogens. Uh, there's lists of frequencies that have been put together for a variety of diseases, and you can find those free lists over at electroherbalism.com. And uh, the two main lists are called the CAFL, which is Consolidated Annotated Frequency List, and the other one is the NCFL, Non-Consolidated Frequency List. And then you can go over to stonecircle.com, and you can get another frequency list over there uh, that's, you know, years of practitioners trying out frequencies for for everything from Alzheimer's to Lyme disease to, to any particular kinds of parasites or afflictions that you might have. Anything that you can be doing for yourself to reduce the caseload on your body. I mean, even laughter, you know, they, they want to get under your skin and and it gets to you. You can probably hear it in my voice tonight some. Um, and it'll, everything you can do to still have a life, if nothing else, out of defiant spite to say, I know who I am and you can't take that away from me. And I'm going to enjoy this blue sky and I'm still going to smile and wave and, and you know enjoy an ice cream cone or whatever. All those things are healthy for your immune system. Anything that you can do to get things out of your body, uh, which is one reason I hate George Bush bad enough to say everything I say is he was in on the whole illegal biological warfare thing. And we, we were caught. Our country's tax dollars were used to design things that would trick the immune system, like what they created on Plum Island. Uh, with the whole Lyme disease complex with six different pathogens in it. Uh, that is no easy feat to undo these things once they get in a person's body. And, you know, I mean, this is, 
ruin children's lives, ruin parents' lives. Some people are dead. The American Medical Association was designed to not help them. So when you hear my hatred towards these people, it's because I did my homework and I know how awful they are and how just heartless they are for another dollar bill at our expense. We never would have allocated our, our tax dollars to hurt our own people or anybody else's people. Last week, I muted everybody and uh, and then just said, you know, if you if you have a lot of pain, hit star eight on your phone. Uh, I'd say it was about 65% of the people on the call that uh, were saying that that they have full body pain. I have no indicator as to if anybody is even hearing a word that I'm saying. Is there anybody else who's sitting there unmuted? I hear you. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm sure you. there's others. I know. I think I'm I'm out there in the ethers somewhere. And it's echoing across a little cloud and bouncing off into nowhere land. <laughs> <laughs> it's being taped. Oh, that's right. That's a good thing. I, I hope a copy of it gets to George Bush, you know. I mean, he, he actually said at one point, if the American people knew what we've done, they would lynch us. He said that. So it, it's no surprise. He knows he's a rotten apple. Anyway, thanks for your inspiring words, because I haven't felt angels around in the last two weeks. <laughs> well, I, I don't always either. You know, I mean, there's times. That's true. It's absolutely true. They can block. They can block a lot. Did you yeah. try that um, kidney stone detox? Did that do anything? I I haven't tried it. I don't even remember what you're talking about. Oh, Okay. That's okay. No, I, remember, I remember you left something on the phone, and I've been so sick. I've been spending a lot of time just laying in bed, watching a movie, and falling asleep, and getting up and eating. But mm-hmm. you know, having peeing blood for three days just really drained me, and more intense pain. It, more intense, what, full body pain or specific? Yeah, yeah, no, full body, every every nerve, every muscle. Oh, I've been on Motrin 800-24-7 for probably two years. If I didn't take it, I wouldn't be able to get up off a chair. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's hard. I yeah. understand. And I can relate to your burning on one side because I've been getting that a lot lately inside my mouth and my throat and all burnt and swollen. And about three days ago, I thought my throat was going to be totally swollen. So that they're they're into the burn thing, I guess the sting burn, whatever that comes from. Mhm. Well, they say the microwave goes a sixty fourth of an inch deep into your skin, so. Oh, I think those kind of burns that cover a general area are probably microwave, and the ones that are more pinpoint are, are probably laser. Yeah. 
the first time I ever had the sting burn in my brain I had about three days ago. I've had the hot and the sweat and the, you know, the the heat, but not the sting burn. I, it's kind of hard to explain. There's two different burns. I'm into the sting burn. I call it, It's more like sting, stinging than burning. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. Inside the brain. And I'm like, that's it. I'm going. <laughs> this is my day. Right, yeah. It's been that way, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I've but... never said that. I've never said that. In about three days, I called up somebody, and I said, you know, I never thought I would ever say this, but I actually think they're trying to kill me. <laughs> and okay, I've heard so... a lot of people say that, but I've never felt that myself. So, so I'm just going to say before we can't say it anymore, um, thank you for the Christmas card, by the way. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Yeah, no, that is how it's been. It's give you been a lot. on the edge of not knowing whether you're going to, you know, live for two more hours. They're really I, I know. I think of you all the time. I have never heard you say that. I think you first said it about four months ago, and I went, okay, this is serious. So you're, all, you're always on my brain, you know. I just... He gets. I don't know. Yeah, what to... I'm tough as nails. I I don't ever feel hopeless. I mean, I just think it's really important that we do what we can for a cause to honor why we're even here in the first place. Because there's dark things like we couldn't even imagine happening. But I look around and I see beautiful architecture and beautiful musical instruments and beautiful songs and beautiful movies that just really touch your heart. And I'm like, you know what? It's got to be half the people on this planet that are beautiful, respectful, creative, loving, caring people. And and that's got to be worth fighting for. I just feel it deep in the core of my being that it we're not here to win or lose. We're we're here to show that we saw what was important enough to to preserve and protect, and even if the fight was so against the odds, we knew we we were you know up shit creek without a paddle, um, that we still kept on paddling anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it was somebody who told me who had black belts. She said very interesting what they learn. It's not who wins or loses, but how you fight the battle. And I never forgot that. That's it, right there. That that is it. That that so that's boils what they it down. Yep, that's what I feel. It matters. It matters to care. That's all. And it's it's. Really- but I'm here. You know, I've been looking at that statement lately, and. I've caught myself because I think of behavior modification, right, which is, I guess, the priority of what they're doing to us. And I was always one of these people. First of all, I was always, you know, just outgoing and everybody in the neighborhood, and I'd stop and I'd talk, and then I had my schmear with the neighborhood, and that was a disaster, and I started getting really targeted. So then I stopped kind of talking to people. You know, I did. I just didn't know who to trust, right? So I stopped talking to people in the neighborhood. And... um then I then I hung on there caring about animals and people, and if somebody's house garage door was open and they were gone for the day, I'd call them and say, you know, can I close your garage door or whatever. But what's happening now is every time I do those little things that is all I have left, I'm getting set up 
or uh, it, it's it's not helping me at all. Actually, it's it's setting me up for something. Do you know what I'm saying? And so the other day I was thinking, oh my God, do I have to become totally self-centered now? You know, not to care if somebody's dog is throwing up or somebody's garage door is opening. Do you know what I mean? It's tricky. Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, I remember what you said about the kidney cleanse now. I have to get hydrangea root. I, I don't know if it was a, a, a real calm. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, consider the source. And um, I was just curious, you know, I was just curious. No, I mean, uh, I line up with things when they're right. I mean, it's like, you know, crying like a baby three times. I mean, deep sob crying. I don't cry easy anymore because it just having to be tough for so long and be the strong one. But reading Archangels of Dreamland, there was just a few times I was like, this is the truth, and I'm sobbing. <laughs> you know, this is the truth. This guy was, you know, divinely tormented until he wrote the damn book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are great experiences. I like those. When you well, it, it's it's that way. When you said what you said, uh, you know, about the the symptomology of having kidney stones, and I was like, hmm, well, this is happening to a couple of us right now, so we've been comparing notes. And so many things. I, w I was concerned about the bleeding. That's why I asked the question. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm I'm like, I'm a boy. I'm not supposed to have a period. This isn't right. <laughs> it's really shocking. That's not supposed to be happening. Yeah, no, that's not good. Not good at all, Neil. It made me feel sorry for women. <laughs> really did. I'm like, God, this is awful. Well, you got to add cramps onto that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, you guys are tougher than I knew. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it does feel like nobody's on the phone call, does it? Yeah, and I can't get back in the room to wow. to see. <laughs> I mean, there is a few people that were unmuted, but who but knows? But I haven't heard a peep out of any of them in like 25 I minutes. Know. No, uh, maybe we're in limbo and we just don't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Luda, you there? Alice? Uh-oh. We may be in limbo. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Who else was on? What's her name? The one that is sending you vitamins. Oh, yeah, Robin. You there, Robin? Oh, this is so weird. Even the guy that was burping isn't here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask him to come back. Oh, this is weird. Maybe you are disconnected. Why am I here? Oh, my God. Nobody is responding. Well, we're on opposite coasts, so it's not not that we're nearby. I have been reading new chemtrail books, and, boy, all of them say that the two coasts are the worst. Hmm. <laughs> I can vouch for that. Yeah, I know. I moved from the west coast to the east coast and then find out california texas and florida i mean i was so naive when i moved here six years ago i really thought you know i mean i i, I snuck down here quietly 
bought my house didn't tell anybody, you know, where I was when I sold that property. I came here, visited my mother, quietly bought the house, went back, packed my stuff, told, you know, I said goodbye to very few people, and I quietly left in hopes of going 3,300 miles across the country uh, with what was left of my things after the fire and, and you know, getting away from whatever this network was that was doing that. And in my naivety, did not have a clue that this was happening everywhere. I had never heard the term TI or, you know, knew about any organizations and and was in for a big surprise when I got here. And, you know, it took me three months to to pack my stuff and get from California to here. So they had plenty of time to wire this house up and put shit in my front yard and do everything that they've done to make it the little night nightmare network that they've put up here. And then to to top it all off, I'm in the midst of practicing, and I'm on my guitar, and I've got the PA on, and I'm singing, and all of a sudden the speakers go pop, pop, and the power goes out. This was about probably three years ago. And so I walk outside to the power panel, and there's a power company guy standing there holding my meter in his hand. And I go, dude, what the hell are you doing, man? You just pulled the power well, well, I'm on my PA. If my voice coils are blown in my speakers, your power company's going to buy me new speakers. And he goes, well, I'm here to change the meter, and I knocked on the door and rang the doorbell, but you just didn't hear me because you were playing music. And I said, do you have any idea what you want to put on my house, what that does to people? I'm going to brief you now. And this makes you an accessory to murder if you don't go get a new job because you're not going to get to be naive when I'm done with you. And and I I told him I go this is what these meters are doing. Please I implore you go go find a different job because what you're putting on on people's houses hurts people. And and I'm not giving you permission to put that on my house. And and he said well I have to. And so then, of course, it's more research to find out how to opt out and get it off your house and all that. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Um, we have um, our little city has does the water and electric, and then we have PG&E gas. So I can opt out of PG&E gas, and then my electric company said, well, we're going to give you a meter. I said, I want to opt out. They told me the meter does not have any wireless components. I don't know if I believe them. And then about six months later, they decided to put wireless in the ground on the driveways for the water meters. Now, if I had all my meters, I would have three wireless meters mm-hmm. in one house. <laughs> That's right. It's unbelievable. Well, apparently the Rothschilds are very invested in PG&E, and they're partially responsible for the smart meters. So they knew exactly what they're doing, and of course the average power company guy, he's like, no, man, this is really cool. We don't have to read meters anymore. It's going to save you money. That's not true. Um, They just don't know. Florida power companies out here, you know, sending little p 
PR letters out to our email, you know, oh, we're so proud of this wireless network that we've created, and it works so well, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no wonder it's a no-reply email, because some of us would definitely respond and say, hey, you know, go get, go get some detection equipment and hold it in front of that meter and watch what you see happen. It, it's, it's a threat to our health. All your red blood cells are stuck together just from standing in front of that meter for a minute. And and what the hell is it doing using microwave pulse for a water meter? Does that mean it's sending the microwave right through those copper metal pipes? That's what I'm worried about. And the water? Yeah. Why, yeah. Why, did I, why did I get burned in the bathroom while I was working on the drain system to unplug the drain? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I and I pulled out my meter. I can't meter. soak much anymore because when I walk in there, I get burnt. But sometimes I'm in the tub, and and I haven't tried your magnets yet. That's a good idea. And I feel like I'm getting burnt. But I've had all the pipes checked to see if any electricity was running on them, next to them, and it's not. But you're right about these wireless. I brought that up. I said, wait, doesn't this water run right over this meter to go into my house? <laughs> but... Now, half of these guys, they don't even know what they're doing. You know, they just come, they put the meters on. They don't know anything about it. Oh, it's it's true. They're compartmentalized. You know, um, I'm reading a new book on chemtrails. You know me, I'm really into chemtrails. And I just started this book, which, by the way, I told Skizzit about because this woman, Elena Freeland, her next book is going to be about the biological effects of chemtrails. And she specifically mentioned um, Morgellons. Really? Yeah. She's a, she's a good researcher, too. She, yeah. So you might want to, I don't know how you'd be able to tell to be notified as soon as the, the new book comes out. But, um, so I'm reading her first one. It's my second book. And here is, she hasn't explained it yet because I just started it, but she says right here, Harp technology with its ionized chemtrails constitutes a global scale do system. This is what I've been looking for. But she didn't go on to explain it. It's in the intro, so maybe it will. And then she explains how it happens. She, um, By the way, um, fungus and mold are put in the chemtrails. But you might have known that, but I didn't. Yeah. She says the bacteria and the viruses are freeze-dried. Then they're placed on fine filaments, those filaments I keep talking about, for release. Then the metals released along with the diseases heat up from the sun, creating a perfect environment for the bacteria and the viruses to thrive in the air supply. I hadn't heard that description yet either. Yeah, that's well put, because some of that stuff is designed to outgas, which distributes it. Just like, you know, pesticides and herbicides at about 80 degrees turn back into a vapor and blow in the in the gentle summer breeze. Right, right. Well, I'm at the point, you know how I go out and lay on the grass and have been for six years. And lately I'll lay on the grass and I will just happen to look up and the sun will be hitting right and I'll see all these goddamn filaments on the grass. And I'm going... You know what? I actually think I'm going to have to stop going outside. I'm beginning to think that the air and the chemtrails are much worse for me than not grounding on the grass. 
that's just how I'm feeling because I'll come home and um, I'll feel like I'm stinging a little bit just from being outside and my attacks are worse that night from being outside. If I don't go outside, like I've been experimenting because it's been raining, I do better. So what do you think? No, it's true. I mean, I pull weeds and mow the lawn and work on cars and work on the house and cut firewood if a tree falls down or something. You know, I'm I'm outside and I'd rather be outside. And there's days there's days when I look up and see how bad the sky is and I just go, This is not a good day to be outside and I go back in. Every day's like that here though. Yeah, I know. I remember. And uh, and I'm just I don't know. I'll come in and my hair will be stinging. I I don't know. As much as I like looking at the sky and laying on the grass, I'm beginning to think this may not be a good idea at this point. No, I would carry some saran wrap with you and <laughs> put it down on the lawn. And God, what are you supposed to do? Squeeze your little big toe through a hole and touch <gasps> the earth? You know, how pathetic. It's breathing it. You know, it's still coming through your skin. You know, I'm not laying in it. Have you have you seen these little filaments? Have you seen these spider webby things when they can actually cover a whole lawn and glitter? I've seen videos of it, but I haven't seen it here. Oh God, I see it all the time, especially after a rain. Really? It covers the green belts. It's unbelievable. And those little filaments on the cement, I can count on this one pathway where all the dogs walk. And by the way, a lot of dogs are dying again. They're they're throwing up and getting diarrhea and having to be put to sleep. And I can't help but think that this is chemtrail related. So there's one walkway where everybody walks their dogs, and half of that sidewalk is always covered with those filament things that you can see in the sun. So I always walk on the other half of the sidewalk consistently. Really? I don't know. Maybe we're yeah. just... Our neighborhood is pegged, you know. Well, if you if you look at Terracer on YouTube, um, Gizit and him interacted some about the whole chemtrails and the Morgellons thing, and he has some videos and some information on the specifics of those filaments. Oh, what 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 did he say? I don't remember the details. I mean, there's. There's carbon nanotubes with, you know, viruses and bacteria and stuff in them, but that spiderwebby-looking stuff is particularly nasty. It's not okay. It's not casual this is, at this all. This is the filaments that I just read you about. I'm assuming that those spiderwebby things are what she calls filaments. Yeah. I haven't heard of anybody else seeing them as much as I... I mean, you know, California people, but nobody else on the call. Well, NorCal is definitely a heavy targeted place. It's why I left instead of buying yeah. another piece of property there. I should leave. I think California is just one of the worst. I really do. It's not the worst state going right now with all of this, with everything. With everything. I don't have the energy, Neil. 
Yeah, I know what you mean. Energy to figure out where to go, where to move. How, how the hell am I you get the energy to even find somewhere to live? Box up? Oh, my God. Sounds awful. <laughs> it is. Moving is one of the more hardcore things we do in our lives. We're glad when it's done. Yeah, and that's it's even not. when you're healthy. <laughs> that's true. That's right. I, I mean, Unless you're going to call a moving company you can trust, not. <laughs> oh, I know. I've become so untrustworthy of just about everybody now. It's just amazing. Yeah, me too. It's awful. And I just don't know if, you know, what I don't know is if the majority can't be trusted or the majority can be trusted. <laughs> Do you have that answer? Well, I mean, you know, it's very similar to the strategy in Hitler's war where they create that kind of suspicion and lack of trust. Right. And people stop talking to each other because they're, you know, afraid that they can't confide in anybody. And that's, mm -hmm. it's divide and conquer. So it, there's no question about them creating that feeling in us. And <clears throat> to have technology that you can take over anybody in five minutes and you watch somebody that's a you know fairly gentle character turn into a monster in five minutes and you're like whoa that's yeah. out of character but in general do you think majority can be trusted of the people like you know people that come to work on your house or handyman or whatever it is maybe you need to hire or whatever or not what's your opinion I don't want to say. I mean, I'd probably say 20%. Uh, 20, 20 I just of thought you trust. might have one, that's all. Yeah, 20%. Well, 20% okay. trustworthy? That that I would trust, yeah. I mean, that I feel good I, energy, see them doing a good job, no kind of bullshit like the Internet company just put us through that's still not settled. I mean, if there was another company besides AT&T... I would call this company up and I would leave something on their recording with their customer service person that would hopefully insult the higher-up corporates enough for them to come and knock on my door so I could open the door and let them hit me first and then knock the shit out of them for what they did. Just unspeakable. Yeah, you know, I had problems with AT&T and I switched to a small company called Sonic. <laughs> and then I read later that AT&T and Sonic are in cahoots. So here I was getting away from it, but really now I've got two people to deal with instead of one. Because if something needs to change, AT and T has to come first, and then Sonic comes. <laughs> so they're they're in each other's pockets. Well, and it's AT and T's phone lines. So even though there might be a smaller company doing internet and stuff, they have to lease the phone lines from AT and T. Yeah. That's what's happening here. I don't know if that's happening everywhere else. Northwest California. Yeah, you know, uh, on, uh, on that uh, <clears throat> conversation about AT&T. There uh, was somebody on the line. You uh, just unmuted me. <gasps> we, well, we've been sitting here going, is anybody on the line? Somebody speak. Yeah, Your no. name and all that. <laughs> uh, I just I just managed to get the chat reloaded, and I'm showing about I'm only showing ten people in the chat. So for those of you that are 
waiting to be unmuted, just hang in there because it means I have to shut down the page and just keep reloading it. Somebody is uh, doing what other moderators have reported. They can't see all of you, so we can't unmute. The only thing Sometimes Ellis tells them to call back and see if they show up. I don't know if that helps or not. I called yeah. back four times. I don't know. <laughs> oh, look, oh, really? She's back, too. Look at all these people are back now. <laughs> That's weird. Well, go ahead, Linda. Okay, thank you. Uh, thank you, Neil. You know, I just, uh, in defense uh, or, you know, of, of Sonic.net, they are, are head and shoulders above AT&T. Uh, Barbara, I, apparently you haven't... Uh, haven't dealt with them and and tried to get calls blocked and stuff, but they are so they are excellent. You know, yeah, but I get a- I'm targeted and you aren't, so you know it's a different story. It's not like I'm just a regular Joe there. Uh, it doesn't matter whether you're targeted or not. I could not get anywhere near the service uh, uh, from AT and T that I, I I routinely get from Sonic.net. I agree with that statement. You can reach them, yes. Well, not only can I reach them, but, you know, the, the, the spam calls and the other spoof calls and the other, uh, all the calls that I didn't want, they take care of, like, immediately. They, they I, I tell them, they will tell me what number that called, and they'll tell me what time it is. They will even call that number sometimes and tell me, you know, where it came from, who it is. Uh, uh, and then, and then they'll they'll block it. They will they'll tell me, you know, if, if that number is on, if other people have reported that same number. And oftentimes anymore, it's like a local number, so that even if I uh, wanted to do uh, call caller ID, uh, it would show up as a local number, and I would think that it wasn't a uh, solicitation or something like that. But anyway, they are just, just you know, they are just so much better than uh, uh, AT&T. Well, again, Linda, we're in different circumstances. All my phones are hijacked. I'm being hung up on. I've been dealing with Sonic now for a year and a half. They've come out ten times. They cannot stop the problem, and I know they know that my phone is being hacked. But they're part of the system is what I'm trying the targeting system. So that's all I'm going to say about that. I think, <laughs> you know, the, the guy that started it, Dane Jasper, he's a young caller. He, he uh, you know, he lives, I think, he lives here in town or, or nearby. He's a, a nice guy, and I, I, uh, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm relatively sure that he, here's something else that's good about Sonic.net. You know, he, they've told me, I keep telling them every time I call them and get right through to a real person. Uh, you know, good English and understands what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, well, uh, oh God, I lost my train of thought. Oh, don't preach to me. I don't. Maybe you're speaking to some other people because I already know what's happening to me. So. <laughs> okay. You know, here, here. What I was going to say is that they don't keep records. You know, like AT and T and all this, all your data you know, goes. Uh, uh, like computer warehouse, uh, uh, like one in Utah and stuff. But uh, Sonic, they uh, they don't keep your records. 
you know, after a month, it goes poof. That's just one of the many things. You know, I've asked them about if the phone's tapped and if uh, if they could tell if it's tapped. <coughs> anyway, I get nothing but good service. I get what I want from them. Not only that, you know, but uh, uh, a few years ago, before I switched, I was without uh, phone service for a whole week during Christmas, uh, and then the, the AT&T could not send a, a person out here uh, to fix it. And routinely, routinely, kind of when it rained, the uh, uh, the line would go out. Uh, but since I switched to AT&T, it's been raining like hell here recently, uh, you know, flooding and everything, and the phone still works. So anyway, what I'm doing, I'm going to encourage people to look around because oftentimes there are small competitors that you just don't know about for a telecommunication service. Yeah, Bright House was a, a small family business started in a garage and now somebody called Spectrum has bought them and some other telecommunications company. And so when they offered 20 bucks a month off the bill with faster Internet, I went for it. But I didn't know they were going to come and put their modem in. That's where all this problem started. And they just will not fix it. One of their techs came out and started arguing with me. And I just said, are you from the NSA? And, and he goes, I'm out of here. I go, that's probably a fake truck from the NSA, huh? Fuck you, buddy. I lost it. They bought out all of Time Warner from all over the country, Spectrum did, and um, they insisted that we use some kind of a, a new box or whatever if you didn't have it. Well, I'm, I've got my TV facing the wall, so for as far as I'm concerned, I don't need any extra anything, frills and whistles. Yeah. They're not getting in to do anything to me uh, already. With, and then they had me... This is a company where every month you have to fight, fight, fight to have the same rate. It's always raised for something. And then they tell me I have Wi-Fi. I say, I do not have Wi-Fi. I don't use Wi-Fi. I use a cable modem. I do not use Wi-Fi. But they insist I have Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's what they just did to us. And Mm -hmm. it turned around and called uh, a different department. The guy said, no, that's bullshit. You can have four ports without having Wi-Fi. That's well, right. they've got Wi-Fi turned on. They've turned it on. And and I'm being roasted sitting in here with a smart meter on the wall and a a modem behind the flat screen ever since that's been turned on. It's I just want to turn it off. Oh, well, let me tell you a story about this turning on and turning off. I had an empty house next to me for a while, and I was sleeping much better. And then he moved in, and I felt Wi-Fi. So I went over and, oh, God, I hate doing this. And I told him what my issue was, and, you know, because I was thinking maybe he could move his router and everything. And he says, I don't have Wi-Fi. I'm grounded. I said, well, I'm really sensitive you have Wi-Fi. He says, no, I don't. So I said, who's your company? Well, it happened to be Sonic. So I called Sonic. And he said, yeah, his Wi-Fi's on. And I said, but he thinks he's just grounded with no Wi-Fi. He said, no, he has to turn it off within his computer in a certain way. And by the way, I hear some people actually take the Wi-Fi component out of their computer. And he says, and then we turn it off here. So I said, well, can you do that? And he says, well, let me email and make sure he doesn't use Wi-Fi. So he said he didn't. They turned it off. I called him up and I said, you know what? I feel 80% better 
but I still feel it, 20%. What's going on? And he said, I didn't tell you we could turn it all off. So I don't know if that's everybody's really? circumstance or not, but that was an eye-opener. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm living in the garage. And until we made this move on February 2nd to save 20 bucks and have faster Internet, um, you know, I could come in the house, spend a few hours in my in front of my computer and, you know, leave after that because it's burning my face. But now it's it's unbearable. Got to be the these routers are so powerful, Neil. Neil, a, get rid of the smart meter. What is the holdup? You got the application? Yeah, I got to fill it all out. It's It's a fair amount of paperwork for Florida. You're kidding. You have to fill out this whole thing to not have a I have to fill out a shitload of paperwork and pay $90. I'll remove it with a flipping baseball bat for free. <gasps> oh, oh. 90 bucks to unplug two, you know, two little connectors. Give me a break. Neil, take it out of the R&D. Take it out of the money. We'd rather have you, you know, healthy and alive than, you know, who's going to do the R&D, R&D you know, you're not happy and healthy. Take the damn money out of that fund. Get yourself some healthy food. Stop eating uh, 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 junk food and sugar. Uh, get yourself some uh, yeah, avocados. Yeah, no, I, I can't. I can't do much sugar, and I did take your advice, and and I bought a six or eight pack of some nice hearty avocados, and I've been eating them. I just ate one tonight. No, I can't eat much sugar. It causes me so much pain that it's not worth it. All right, we, we, that's right. We have, Absolutely. You know, we have organic fig bars, and that's about it. I don't drink oh, soda. Bars. Forget I the use... fig bars. Babs, tell, tell, uh, tell. I'm uh, staying out of the health scene. Listen, just. <laughs> Babs, I mean, health. I do everything, and and you know, I, it's amazing. I mean, there's probably more that we can do, or there's less that we can do, and it's just like it's amazing. Listen, I, you know, Barbara just told me like yesterday, you know, that going gluten free saved her ass, and that's right. Only for one reason, I have Hoshimoto's. It doesn't matter. Ninety-five percent of the people are are uh, gluten intolerant. It's like eating poison oak in your intestine. You get a, it, it reacts and it gums up your your small intestine so that you cannot get nutrients. Ditch the fig newtons, uh, uh, Neil. And all the other... No, no, I'm talking organic blueberry and raspberry with whole grains. I'm not talking whatever that mainstream shit is. I don't even walk down that aisle in the grocery store. Do you know what the whole grain is? Anything that says wheat, barley, rye, or oats, uh, uh, according to uh, Joel, Dr. Joel Wallach, contains gluten. You don't want to have it in your head. Yeah, no, no, I believe me. I'm well aware of how much it's going to take to get away from wheat. And on $735 a month, it ain't going to happen too easy because I've got to gain some weight. Uh, we we don't even hardly eat meat anymore. Uh, there's something wrong with the meat. And you it, know the key thing? Uh, how much water are you drinking a day? I'm drinking a pretty good amount of water now. I paid attention to what you said. It's it's for me. It's all reminders of things that I normally do to make myself be able to, you know, keep on functioning. I mean, I, I'm probably dealing with internal Morgellons 
residual Lyme disease and targeting all at once. I should be dead many times over. Your, your then, pH would not be 5.4, which, by the way, is off the scale. Yeah, that's near death. Well, it's it's certainly good for uh, cancer, uh, the oncology ward. Uh, uh, but y- y- if you were eating right, you wouldn't have uh, a, so, so, such an acidic uh, live in urine. No, you need to be get rid of the. Yeah, thing no, I'm not. I'm smoking coffee and drinking cigarettes. You know. <laughs> How the hell do you think I In the do other way around. I, do? <laughs> I, I said that. Well, have you suspicious. tried baking soda to to change your pH? I am. I'm I'm using it pretty faithfully now. I don't. I don't okay, like yeah. blood. That sucked. Well, you know that will help an awfully lot if you put. As I was telling Barbara, instead of doing a teaspoon a day or something in in a up, you know, put a pinch, pinch of uh, baking soda in every glass or cup of water, and try to get you know eight to ten cups or glasses of water, of mineralized water, in you per day. Uh, but the other thing about the, the pH, see, the thing about food, sugar. I mean, even if it's you know blueberries, sugar, Neil, and that means it's acid, and uh, with the wheat, the well, I mean, you, you can only go so extremist. I'm just going to tell you, going through reading Hulda Clark's Cure for All Diseases, I walked into a grocery store, I looked at everything, and I walked out the other side crying, and I almost died from ketosis. I, I can't afford to do that again. I, I'm a few pounds away from being there. Are you doing the lemon juice drink in the morning, Neil? I do it every day, and I use that maple should keep, syrup. That should get your pH down to more alkaline. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've loved lemons forever. Eating the so. nutrients that you need, you know, like veggies. My mainstays is uh, I, I cook a couple of pounds uh, uh boil and steam uh, Brussels sprouts, and they are just really yummy. They'll keep cancer away. Um, uh, they're easy to eat, ready, you know, cook. You can, you can butter if you like. Butter is a good source of a natural oil and fat. Uh, but, uh, your broccoli, you know, the veggies. I love her. EMF Linda August. Wish I could hug you. This is Lane in, in, in Houston. I didn't get to hear you guys last week. But, um, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I want to come concur with you. I also think something about asparagus, something about beet juice. I think asparagus all of this is one of the, the best precursors for glutathione. Just a few spears, four or five spears a day, Anil, uh, uh, is And go ahead, beet juice is a, a good blood cleanser. Beet bottoms, beet tops will lower your blood pressure. Go ahead. You know, sweet potatoes to put some weight on them, too. Yeah. Sweet potatoes. <laughs> uh, my, uh, my doctor said they feed neonatal babies, like premature babies, avocados, because they've got the good medium triglycerides. And she also recommended, you know, a couple of years ago, when I also, due to... Uh, Dr. Bourne, uh, Babesia came back for about the third time, you know, I'm co-infection. Uh, I, I also uh, dropped some weight 
And uh, so she suggested, you know, a couple of avocados. And so I did it, and, and it's, it's good stuff. Good. I'm trying something since I since I broke my wrist. I I mean I found out my bones were so brittle that they want to now put me on prescription grade vitamin D three. Uh, I was hearing by Doctor Eric uh, Burge B E R G that D three needs something to deliver it to the body. And so the things that act as if a dump truck would be... Actually, actually, I sent that text to you, Neil. I don't know if you got it, but I sent a text. Um, it said it needs vitamin D3, needs something to help it get there all over the body. And that would include a good calcium and K2, the number two, which, which is it's a lot of K inside um, pumpkin seeds. Raw pumpkin seeds. So those things, seeds help us too. Right, and zinc. Zinc. And, and, yeah. and that pumpkin seeds also will help, you know, uh, oftentimes people have experienced and talked about, uh, you know, the uh, urgent uh, 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 urinary, you know, having to pee and also poop. But anyway, mm-hmm. pumpkin seeds contain. Sunflower seeds, zinc. But any pumpkin seeds are good uh-huh. for urinary things. Mm-hmm. Solgar has a product that's K2 plus 5,000 milligrams of D3 in the same capsule. That's a very, very good product. Mm-hmm. It's a good company too. I'm also going to tout. I'm going to also tout for Garden of Life because I tried tons of D3s and I was getting tested because I was so low. And when I started taking Garden of Life, of course, it's all done with vegetables, organic vegetables, and fruit. Um, that was the only time my D3 went up. See, that tells you something. Yeah. Ah. Could have just yeah. been me. And, and y'all better yeah, check your D3. I know they tell us a lot that um, persons tend to be kind of low on D3. Evidently, everybody is. That's strange. That's really strange everybody. considering the sun. But anyway, it, this doctor said that K2 and a good calcium those two vitamins have to go well with D3 to help to act as if a dump truck to help get it to the other parts of the body, the calcium and the K2. Well, a lot of uh, bone calcium products have K and D3 in them. So there's truth to that because the bone okay. thing I take for bones has those two in them. Hmm. It's not like no one in my family that I know of has talked about osteoporosis and yet here I am. I'm barely 55, not even 55 yet. Me too. And when I yeah. hit my, this is what this these uh, radiations are hurting us. Yeah, but the targeting is doing that to you. Still, the targeting is yeah, doing that. That's what I think it is. I really it do. I can even is. tell the, the spaces between my teeth now. My teeth used to be so tight together. Me I can too. Even and I'm afraid we're going to lose them like other people say to me who lost their top teeth. They said, that's how it started. I said, what? Well, I'm enjoying food. I All I had to do, I'm still going to be mumching it down, even though I got to do a smoothie. <laughs> I'm going to fight to yeah, My teeth are separating, this, too. Yeah. And, but now I just say, still, I try to think of some positive things, good things, something good. That's one good 
sometimes I used to beat myself up for just wanting to meditate, just relax and do absolutely nothing. No TV, no radio, no cell phone, nobody around. Just enjoy nature. Oh, I love we it. talked about that. At least give yourself at least 10 minutes a day. Yeah. It's possible. And just do nothing but just observe the flowers, the butterflies, the bees, the I bet whatever it is. Many hours like that, I bet we could heal. Yeah, look at the poppies. You can go in a pretty neighborhood and just, you can't the probably take pictures, but you can leave go look at the trees and the sun and the clouds. And the energy yeah. is so clear when you get up in the mountains. It's so clear. Oh, wow. I feel the breeze. I can just smell the oh, fresh God, air. I, I moved from Colorado. That was such a big mistake. Well, at least you've been weeks. there. You've been there, and you just make do with what I you have now. I lived there, and then I moved to California, and now I can barely breathe in this air. And you everything everything is owned. You know, in Colorado, you could pull off the road, and you could go for a hike in the mountains. Here, everything is fenced wow. in. There is nowhere you can stop and go for a walk. It's mm-hmm. all owned. Every nick and cranny. <laughs> Sometimes I look down at the side of the sidewalk and I see a little blue. It might be I don't know if it's a sunflower or well Texas um, Texas our our state flower is the blue bonnet. You see a lot of them near Brennan where they make the bluebell ice cream. But uh, I'm probably about an hour's drive from there. But just any little thing seems to have more. Try to make more interest of it than usual. Yeah. Try to magnify it with goodness. Just like the bed they do to us. I try to magnify whatever I can. Sometimes I just look at a design, how something's designed. I try to magnify that, the pretty uh, prettiness of a calendar. I try to just magnify something once a day. And I say, did I see something pretty today before I go to uh-huh. bed? Good idea. <laughs> think about, did I talk to someone and try to encourage them today? Did somebody tell me something inspirational today? You know, I try to think something to kind of perk my mind up. Like I have a friend, I'm at her house now, and I'm so so honored. I was down on my knees praying. You know, I was so thankful that she let me come here, and I sleep on the air mattress, and yet they're still getting me here too. Yeah. You know, they can. that is weird. It's not as much. But I still, I look at things, and I'm like, just like I'm saying now, I look at something, and I say, oh, that's pretty. Or that calendar, oh, that's a beautiful mountain picture picture, or I say, um, oh, that's some pretty pretty uh, wine bottles. I don't drink wine, but I like the way these bottles look on this picture. <laughs> she got them on the wall. <laughs> mm. It's pretty pictures. Well, I think of something, you know, my even myself. I say, oh, my nails grew long. They grew so much longer. Now, my nails do grow. They're very thin somewhat, but they grow through all this. They still grow. So, I try to look at something. Think of something. You're lucky to have a friend that lets you live there. That's that's great. Yeah, she let me visit. I'm I'm like do it all. I mean, it's it's remarkable. Cause I know some people. I try to tell this to, and they take off running from me, family and all. Don't you? Once to Neil, one of my sisters even told me, if you got my name on some kind of list with your friends, take it off, please. And I was telling her some of the stuff going on, like they need the trash can out in the hallway, a big old, huge, whatever that gallon trash can is that you can 
you go and put in your your yard to clean the lawn. Mm-hmm. One, one of, I live upstairs, and it's an enclosed building. One of my neighbors downstairs, he drinks a lot of beer. So they have actually taken that big trash can, put it inside next door to the apartment where one of the her persons moved away from. They reassigned him, I guess. And he has stacked that thing up with so many empty beer cans, and there were gnats flying around it. And then upstairs, my upstairs neighbor, because there's only two upstairs and two down, and then the next area is two up and two down, gone down to the whole row. The upstairs neighbor, she too is a perpetrator, and she has her brown trash can out, and it was full of paper. I went to check my house before I could even get my door open, or a teenage-year-old flew in my house. I told him I was trying to go out the door to running back out. So I'm like, but let's stay on the positive, on the good thing. I know it's it's hard to, it's so hard. You have to really concentrate to be on the good level. Yeah, we we learned about trying to stay in the frame of mind today at our congregation and, like, qualities like mildness and self-control to say, you know, that can help get you through some stress because it, if you think about it, it's like, how? How could that help get you through some stress, being mild, trying to be mild and keeping self-control? And say sometimes you can watch what you say and you won't just blur out and say anything. You can't take it back. And it might make create more problems and more stress if you, you know, fly off the handle. So true, with our case, if anybody fly off the handle, we are among the people who could. And sometimes we do. Sometimes we do get down. I know I've cried too. But um but I thought about that. And I say, now that's one somebody for work and school and then a family. These are some things we all principles we can apply. Galatians five, twenty three and twenty four. About love, joy, peace, long suffering, well, long love, joy, patience, peace, long you know, faith and uh self-control, those qualities can help us, and they help bring an inner peace to us, even if it's just a few moments. You have to almost snatch it to get to it. So I say the thing that helps me a little more is meditating on, like I started off with, like she has a unique tea kettle. (laughs) She has a tea kettle that has the handle or three roses curved over, the roses aiming toward the the mouth of the tea kettle, and on the little edge of the tea kettle, the part that will open up and blow, you know, like the little whistle, it has a hummingbird on it. (laughs) It's cute. It's white with the green stems from the flower and the red, the three red roses, and then the little hummingbird is on the the tip of the, the mouth part of the kettle. It's very unique. So... Just any little thing, say, well, that's something I can think of. Or, and right now I'm by the fan, I'm hot, and she's, she's you know, cool. So I don't want her to put her air on for me. So I, I, I have to sell the little fan on here. And I said, any little thing, you can even take pictures. Like I see a picture, I saw a picture of uh, someone took, like, as if they were in the olden days with the little bonnets on their head and the, the pretty fluffed, fluffed dresses, whatever. The big fluffer, fluffy sleeve dresses. <laughs> we used to do that at an amusement park called Astroworld here, but we no longer have Astroworld. 
they have Six Flags in Dallas. But anything like that, and it's just hearing about something good, it seems like it can raise your spirit up a little bit. Even if you don't want to think about it, just let somebody else say it for a moment and raise your spirit, like I hope I'm doing now for you guys, you know, because we all, we all understand each other to a degree. And it's, it's brought us as a, a kind of like a united family in a sense, even though we may not, may not have met each other face to face, but we all have a, a certain empathy toward one another. And we're going to get to see the end of this some way or another, do a resurrection or, or directly see the end of this some kind of way. It's going to come to an end. I believe that because I believe in the scriptures. But I'm on mute now. Well, I don't know who you are, but you sound like a very Elaine. Sweet. Thank you, Elaine from in Houston. <laughs> Right, this is the EMF, Linda. You know, uh, just just a little bit more. Uh, it, it it pains me to, to hear, hear suffering that uh, everybody's going through, which I I I there's a lot of it needless. The course, of course, the the, the uh, directed energy, but the otherwise the stuff. According to Dr. Joel Wallach, whom I, I uh, admire greatly. And he's done an awful lot of research, and, and I believe that he is correct. Is that a lot of pain and illnesses are based on nutrient nutritional deficiencies? So you know, it's it's easy enough to uh, uh, identify them and then fix them by by eating, eating properly, properly and take right. So right. Yeah, I heard him. He's right. In the books, and he's also got website that you can find out, like osteoporosis. No, uh, well, that is a, a deficiency of, of you know, this, this, and this. I can look it up in the book, you know. And, and oh, thank you. But you can look it up too, like online. Uh, but that you don't have to suffer bone loss. I'm I'm older than you are, and you know, I'm still relatively tallish. Thank you. What's his first name again? I know it's on the last name. It's Willis, Willis, W-A-L-L-A-C-H or something like that. That's exactly right. That's a W-A-L-L-A-C-H. Okay, what's the first name? Oh, I'm trying to sneeze. What's the first name? His name is Joel. Joel, oh, J-O-E-L. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I will look it up. Thank you, Dr. Joel. Started out as a veterinarian, and he's he's regularly on coast to coast. He has partnered with coast to coast. He's on on there monthly. He is spearheading the change that needs to happen. To happen uh, uh, for the, uh, for the uh, medical, medical system. system. And he's making progress. progress. That may have been where I heard of him from. That's possibly. I think so. Thank you. I need to charge my phone. 
down to about 11. Ooh, hope y'all can hear me. My earpiece is messing up too. <laughs> uh, he's also the author of Dead Doctors Don't Lie, which was a huge, uh, uh, hugely popular book uh, I have. It, it has an alphabetical list in it of, of, uh, of common illnesses uh, uh, and or nutritional deficiencies, and then he has the list of what the how much of what to take remedy affect the uh, deficiency. I'm gonna go to that website and try to go to it tomorrow. I'm have to charge my phone, but you know, thank you for reminding me. I would love to be able to order something. <laughs> I'm on a little income, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I would love to hear more people on this line, you know, talking about, like, Luda, you know. she's She's got a lot of stuff figured out. A lot of people do. Uh, Linda, you know, what to take in to to maintain uh, optimal health. Yeah. We have to, to take care of ourselves regardless what the situation is. It's like other people's, too. You know, we still ultimately have to take care of ourselves. So, even though that when 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 Neil was somebody walking and having an ice cream cone, man, I can visualize this. I know. <laughs> I was a, like, God, I don't do scoops. that. <laughs> Two scoops. Ice cream may not. Uh, uh, some good I mostly eat. I, I I Yogurt, I hardly ever eat ice cream, but it, I made me think of Three's Company when they would turn away from the ice cream thing and then, was it Three's Company? No, I think it's the other one, the truck. Oh, I can't think of the, the name of the, the the sitcom. But just when the person gets their last scoop, they turn around, he drops his top scoop, and <laughs> just turn right back around, just like a little robot, and go right back to the place. But go ahead. She's talking more serious talk. Go ahead, Linda. Uh, I was just mentioning, you know, uh, actually one of the things that helped me, uh, Neil, regain uh, the weight aside from the uh, avocados was uh, Ben and Jerry's Jerry Garcia ice cream, full saturated fat. Because Ooh, was, like the black cherry, yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for the sugar, <laughs> I would do that, but the sugar <laughs> causes me more pain. But just a minute, let me tell you how I I eat it. I eat it pretty much daily, a little bit. And but what I do is I put I put uh, pecans, which have an in, they're the highest ORAC, which is oxygen radical absorbance capacity. A few pecans uh, on it and some walnuts, both of which contain good healthy protein and oils. Uh, but here, but before I put them on it, I I open up a cap of chromium, of chromium and cinnamon. Cinnamon and chromium, and that will uh, uh, keep your sugar levels uh, where they belong. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm not talking blood sugar. I'm talking acid poured on my nerves. Well, I, 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 I know what you mean because there have been times when I have eaten sugar, sugary something, you know, and it makes my knees hurt. Uh, I wonder what uh, yogurt works for him, like the unsweet Greek yogurt. And then just add like some pineapple juice, just just uh, enough uh, with just just a tad of, of sweetness, but not enough to really make you say, mm, it's not ice cream, but you know, I, cherry I, in it. 
Greek yogurt has more protein than regular yogurt, so you know that's a, a great, uh, uh, you know, for most people who, most people that's a, a, a good idea. You know, it, it helps the stomach uh, digestive probiotics and all that. Yeah, I try to eat pretty good. I think just by naturally I try, but I also am a junk. I, well, I haven't had a hamburger in a, probably about two months, so I've been doing that's excellent for me. Bad. <laughs> no, it's protein, and uh, if you're a blood like, type O, uh, which most people are, you need to have animal protein along with the veggies. And then the omission of the the junk foods and stuff is huge, you know. I do. I am a meat eater, but I just have have not been going eating eating hamburgers, you know. Um, oh. And I'm trying to cut down on stuff like fried chicken. Living in the South and being black, that's kind of be soft. Well, yeah, well there is. <laughs> that's kind of hard to do, but I'm trying. Yeah, you want um, some you want some uh, fried chicken from heaven? You know, you use. <laughs> You use Ritz crackers and eggs. Really? Dip it in egg and then crush up some Ritz crackers, and uh, you'll be having multiple orgasms in your your chickenness, okay? (laughs) Get on it. (laughs) You you, you will eat till your stomach hurts, I'm telling you. It tastes so good. And really, do you fry it or bake it? No, I fry it, and, you know, people go, God, this is so good. I can't believe a guy made this. And I go, well, well I, here, I here's mean, the secret ingredient. <laughs> how did you, well, I was going to say, well, that's your secret, ancient Chinese secret. Yeah, no, somebody, somebody told me about <laughs> it, and I go, why is this chicken so good? And she goes, well, I use rich crackers instead of flour. All yeah. right. And rich crackers do taste good on their own. And I they like do. Eggs. I mean, don't Boy, read the ingredients. <laughs> oh, okay, don't don't spoil it, then. <laughs> Look, you know, we're not going to get per, pure. There no. is nothing organic on the planet with chemtrails. No, you, would, that you, would, true. you would have oh, to ahead. have a greenhouse with a filtration system to keep out <laughs> nano-sized <laughs> particles yeah. and, oh, and pure funny. water. And he eats seven. He eats ten to twelve eggs a day. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I heard something like that. And he takes his vitamins. Right. Cause he said something about the main thing is getting the those 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 minute nutrients. Those those what do you say? Called? Minerals. Ninety minerals. There you go. That we are lacking. Uh, yeah, those trace right. trace minerals. Uh, yeah, but the other part of it so, is you know what he says. You know what. He says essentially what you don't eat is just as important as what you do eat. And so he goes through this list of, I think, 12 hmm. things, and fried foods is amongst them. And, of course, gluten, no gluten. No fried yeah, I hear him tell people, okay, leave the rye, the wheat, the, the barley, well, you know, the, 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 everything. And I'm like, oh, I like all of them. I even eat, I'd probably eat buckwheat if it was <laughs> I used to eat the grits. I don't ever eat grits, but I love things like that with butter, but I'm altering. But some things you do have to eat for pleasure, too. You you have to sometimes understand, get that pleasure. Even if it's one day, one, one day a week, a pleasure fix. Bring a smile to your face. 
Go ahead, Linda. I'm sorry. It's, it, it's, well, maple, maple, it's, it's, maple it's maple syrup, syrup time, time here. And uh, this week I'm going probably an hour and a half away just to eat the fluffiest buckwheat pancakes you ever ate with pure maple, maple syrup. syrup. And home and 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 I'm going to blow everything, everything, but it's but delicious. delicious. Hey, uh, hey. Do, do me a favor, and if you're trying to get unmuted, hang up and call back in. Back because in, because I only, I see, only see 15, 15. people. I have a 25-year-old echo unit that can produce a better signal than that primitive garbage equipment you're using. You know who that is, don't you, Neil? Who? Well, it's the mad Mr. Morris of Southeast Texas. Oh, well, well not, not seeing, seeing him. him. Well, well that's, that's right. It's not a yeah, just uh, call, if you call back in, it'll reload the board for me because I'm being messed, messed with, with on the so I can't see, see who's on the call. You're going to die a cruel death for what you're doing, punk. Mark my Mark words. My word. There's more, There's more women, women on this planet. planet. With bigger balls, balls than, yours. than yours. It's the truth. Not kidding. Not kidding. I'm, I'm embarrassed. embarrassed. For the way some men are acting. So anyway, so anyway there's 15, 15 people, people. But there's actually 51. Go ahead, chump change. You drive your car off a cliff and you're laying there with a gear shift through your leg and a steering column through your chest. We'll see who laughs last. Laugh, laugh. Sometimes I think, you know, just let go of the rope and let them fall in fall the mud. Well, let's see. So far, so far we've, we've covered cosmic, cosmic fried, fried chicken. chicken. What kind so of junk food? Figured, <laughs> uh, so far, we've figured out how to get your pH back into a healthier range by eating more veggies and, and ditching the uh, acid-causing foods. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know that stuff. You can get a lot of the nutrients, like from, you'd get from blackberries, you can get them from veggies, according to Wallach. So call back in 
in so that you'll show up on my board and then hit star eight on your on your on thing. Your thing Okay, I tried reloading everything. Now I see one other person in the chat room, so let's see if it loads more. You should have audio back. <clears throat> I think I'm ready to get off talk shoe, so we'll put it in the newsletter. I'm going to switch to free conference call. And somebody was very concerned that the phone number shows up for each caller. Um, it doesn't show up for everybody. It just shows up for the moderator is what I was told. So, you know, I mean, if we can't control the call enough for everybody to enjoy it because the moderator isn't in control, then we're going to have to change formats. I don't trust TalkShoe. And we've been getting hit so bad in so many different ways in the last two weeks. They're not liking people that are telling the truth. So I'm not surprised that the call's being bothered tonight.
Okay, I just figured out the trick. All right, thank you. Boy, what a difference. <laughs> Look at that. Okay, you're all back now. So hit star eight on your phone, and we will freshen up the room and get on with the call. So, Linda, are you going to sing us a song or what? <laughs> Hi, Neil. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we were going to sing, Setsa and I, and, I th- and, and a guest. We were going to sing, yeah. Um, but I have a cold. <laughs> you have a cold? Yeah, so I can't sing. <laughs> well, I, I can't sing even when I don't have a cold, but I still do, so get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. No, I used to think I could sing, and I was not. I used to, you know, my first husband <laughs> said I, was, I took singing lessons, and I thought I was great. And and so I sang for him, you know, one time. And I said, okay, I want to I let you see what's going on. And so I sang a song, and he looks at me, pauses, and says, are you sure she's a singing teacher? <laughs> Ooh, did you say ex-husband? Yeah. Okay, well, My see, he sucked yeah. and you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that makes me laugh. I don't know why that makes me laugh, but it does. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I just figure if Bob Dylan can get away with it, then, you know, yeah. anybody can sing. And the truth is if your heart's into it and you love music, and I can tell that you have passion for music, yeah, and that's really what matters. Yeah, "Once Upon a Time" was probably not the the best song to try to sing for the first time. You know, that's a, <laughs> that's got a serious range to it. Yeah. Yeah. Watch out, baby. Watch out. Come on. Yeah. Well, everybody sounds pretty happy and talkative tonight. When if the I, ones who I, could talk. Yeah, <laughs> if I could unmute, and maybe I'll unmute unknown and see if he wants to. <laughs> Play some echoes or call me names. Yeah. Entertainment of some sort. One unknown, you're you're unmuted. You know what one lady told me is that unknowns sometimes if they come in on what's that what's that program where you can talk and it's video at the same time? What is that? Ah, computer program. Ah, anyway, they come in oh, on like that. Skype on yeah. Skype, yeah. Yeah, Skype. Um, when you come in on Skype, sometimes she says she comes in as unknown when she comes in, and that's just the way they. <laughs> then again, Beast player, sounds like you're vacuuming. <laughs> Wide-eyed, I just uh, responded to your request to unmute Peace player. Here it is. And that sounds like a Hoover to me. <laughs> Wish I could get that kind of inspiration to clean. Just doesn't seem to be on my first on my list of things to do. Really? Yeah, you know this kind of this stuff kind of gets to you. You know, sometimes you just sort of it's like why bother, kind of, you know. Yeah, I know. I see that in people, and for me, getting Lyme disease in 1990, those times when I was so tired and I'd still wash all my dishes before I'd go to bed just so I could wake up to a clean house. Really? Yeah, it just made me feel better. I mean, you know, I worked in, I bought unfinished houses, and so sometimes I'd have a kitchen with cement countertops and no floors and wires hanging out of the walls, and and I was just, 
you know, do my best to keep everything as nice as I could. Well, let's see. I've got Neil is a dick sucker here, as G31's comment. You know, I'll I'll tell you, I was really designed for female hormones, so I I resent that comment. (laughs) That's pretty rude. Yeah. I could mute him, but I'll I'll just watch it. Yeah, it's <laughs> maybe, not maybe this is Corey. I think Corey hates me this much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, how dare you confront him? You know. Oh. All right. <laughs> you, I think you did. You did a good job tonight. <laughs> really? No, you said everything I wanted to say. <laughs> you know. Oh, good, good, because uh, yeah. believe me, I was biting my tongue. I'm. Yeah. I have. Uh, I just. I can't handle that. A handful of people are going to get the whole human race killed, and anybody thinks it's funny to bother mm-hmm. a call where people are being tortured and raped and mm-hmm. trashed in all the ways that we are. You know. I mean, yeah. and, and I watch the price that Skizit pays for for doing what she's done for this organization and. You know, yeah. if it was a real war and you gave me a, a little mini sword, I'd be out there on the front line doing as much as I could. Yeah. I, I would, and I'm not the the warring type of person. I'm a peace loving musician, but I'm not complacent, as you probably can tell. Well, we can take just so much of this and stay, you know, kind, you know, or it's, peaceful. It's true. I mean, they know this. You know, I, I think about the the Batman movie where the Joker is playing on uh, the guy who's the mayor or whatever, and he goes after the organized crime network, and, you know, he's a decent person, and he's doing what's right. And then they blow up his girlfriend and or his fiance, and, man, he just turns into a vicious animal. And then Batman turns to him and says, you see... This is what they do just to try and, uh, you know, rip the decency out of decent people is to just wear them down with their unfair, immature little games. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, I don't know. I mean, I, I still hang on to the core of who I am. Uh, this is we wrong. Have we have to. You know, if we lose ourselves, then we've lost everything, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's been 25 years of diplomacy for me, so mm, yeah. I wouldn't waste my energy on one or two people. Well, I went off on somebody at an AA meeting the other day, just wow, and I was kind of surprised. It was one of those immediate, you know, those, you know, when you suddenly get, a, when you can't kind of hold it in, your anger, well, you know, yeah, I know you feel that way. I've heard you. Um, you know, on yeah. the calls. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was kind of one of those that I just, it was like my mouth was open and words were coming out before I even knew what I was going to say. And there they were. Um, <laughs> there's a great little comedy thing on Facebook. It's one of those little, what are they called, the little yellow guys? can't remember what they are. But anyway, because um, I don't like to think. He says I don't like to think about what I'm going to say. I like to be as surprised as everybody else is when, when you know when I say something. I think that's very funny. I don't like to prepare. It's it's cuter on the comic, but you know things just come out. They do. I mean, I hope I haven't offended anybody. Um, I do my best to be accommodating and well-rounded. So, if you have any comments or opinions or questions or anything, uh, hit star eight. 
and bring something to the table here and share, and you won't have to listen to me rattle on anymore. Um, I'm not going to sit there and have dead air on my calls, so I'll, I'll go back through my notes and, you know, review things that I think people should should know are available to help us, if, if that's all i got to say. Well, I like what you said, too, about, you know, don't just send me a link. Send me something that you think about it. Summarize it, what the information is. And that's true. We, you, you, can't, you can't research or investigate every single word of this stuff. There's so much of it. Oh, you know? I know. It, it is. I mean, I've reached a point where it's like, what am I going to do with one more bad news to YouTube or one more yeah. article on this or that? I can see that the human race is in trouble. I hope that those that are in a position to do some good uh, can do whatever they're going to do because it's just too much to think of a handful of bad people ruining it for 7 billion people. I just I can't swallow that. That's the fight to the bitter end. Yeah. To me. I just see too many beautiful things. I mean, it's like you guys were going off about that song, and, mm-hmm. and I could see the passion in you, and I'm like, yeah, you know, that's that's the beauty of the world where somebody does something creative, and and it really just mm-hmm. hits you, and you come to life, and you're dancing around and singing even when you ain't the greatest singer, and it's joy, and it's great. And there's so much of that creativity. I mean, I have a guitar that was made in Indonesia, and it's like the the $400 copy of the $1,500 Gibson guitar. Hmm. And, and it has some really nice features, and I couldn't afford the Gibson, so I bought this. And I was like, man, the, these people built this guitar as beautiful as Gibson is, and with some adjustments I was able to make it play about as good as the the Gibson, which is the best. Mm-hmm. And and I just thought, you know, somebody probably did this for a bowl of rice and a cardboard box to live in, and and I send my thank yous to Indonesia for their beautiful craftsmanship. And and that's the same. I mean, the people in China they they give us stuff for such fair prices and. I appreciate that when I find something that, you know, the U.S. is buying it from China and then marking it up ten times, and then you find out you can get it in China for one-tenth of the price. And so, you know, we should honor these people that are working and not living in the best working or living conditions to to bring us some of the things that we have for creature comforts. And, and you know, some people... In- some people in China they they like rent cages. They like live on top of each other in cages. That's so really? scary. Bad bad conditions for those poor people. I believe it. I believe it, and I, I feel for all of them. I mean, we've gotten reports from a lot of places in the world. Not much from China because they're just so under the gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but from Japan, and and it's it's too sad. Or from Libya, or from you know the countries that are getting bombed. I'm sorry. I think we should stop that. You know, we need to well, stop bombing people. We we should because it's this handful that's profiting from it. Yeah. So, deer in headlights, bring us some fresh air. You are on the air, live from sunny California, 
with some sand between her toes and maybe a little bit in a few other places if she got to stay for a while. Are you there? <laughs> is she on the phone? Yeah, she is. I just <laughs> unmuted her. I just found a little trick to get my room back. I'll share it with Ella later. Oh, share it with me, too. Yeah, okay. that happens to me, too. Okay. Last night, I opened a late-night call for a little while, and the same thing, and my phone kept hanging up, and then my room would go down, and then my phone would hang up. Um, they really, they're having a good time, aren't they? Up there. Because I think that's them with the rooms. Hello? Hello? Hi. Um, I'm calling tonight, like I haven't called in in a while. It's been a while since I've been on your call. Um, I'm from the D.C. area or whatever. I think you familiar with me. Yeah, I recognize your voice. Okay. Yeah, um, well, basically, I'm homeless again since, um, what, I had to be out of my apartment at the end of August, so I've been homeless now since September, and, like, living out of my car or whatever, and so I had an accident in my truck, and, um, they basically totaled it out, so I got a minivan now or whatever. And I'm like living out of my minivan, but so so all of this is is totally unreal to me. <laughs> like it's just unreal. I've never ever lived like this in my life. Like I've been independent all my life. I've always kept a job and you know taking care of myself and taking care of my daughter, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they keep on doing things to my health, but it's just like one thing after another thing after another thing. And um, so I'm constantly trying to regain, you know, basically get back to a healthy state. Um, Like at this point, I'm, like I sleep all the time. I do not know what this is. I don't know what they've done or whatever, but like I sleep constantly. And, um, you know, when I get up, I'm only up maybe a few hours before I have to go to sleep again. I have no idea what that is, but it's it's absolutely crazy to me. Um, uh, I was going to say you all were talking about like the the creativity, and somebody earlier on the call was talking about um just her trying to focus on beautiful things and nature and da da da, and and it's just crazy because it's like they have falsely accused me of everything I'm just saying. Things that I absolutely have no interest in, um, things that I would not participate in. I mean, it, it's it's the craziest to me. <laughs> I, I have when, when you know with this, I guess I don't know if it's in the DOD directive or if it's in the Joint Targeted Publication or whatever. But when they say that like they actually go after law-abiding citizens. I'm like some of the a lot of the stuff basically that I've been falsely accused of. I'm like. I wouldn't even know how to go about this. Like I'm like I don't <laughs> like I don't participate in criminal activity at all. So I wouldn't even know how to go about it, you know? Mhm. Um Yeah. What was I gonna say? That oh, I've been working on some you know, I know that they have my van all rigged, just like they've had my previous vehicle rig, you know, with cameras or whatever. And they also had this crap you know, in my apartment as well. 
But, um, like, I've been working on little, which it, it's just the funniest thing to me because I'm not the artsiest person. But um, I've been working on little, like, craft projects and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, well, if I have to live in my van, you know, if I must live in my van, I'm like, at least I can spruce it up some. And so I've been um, just getting little things. Um, I mean, I put together a little collage with some of my pictures and, just um, just anything like inspirational quotes and just stuff like that. I'm trying to, I guess, make this as um, <laughs> solderable or um, I, I don't know the right word I'm looking for. I, I just all I know is this is a nightmare. I can't believe this is my life. You know, even coming to terms with the fact that I've been a lifelong target that my mother was a lifelong target, that my grandfather was experimenting on during World War II or whatever. Like, it's it's, it's just devastating. It, it, it's crazy. And to think that, like, I, I don't understand how anybody could do this to anyone. Like, I just don't, I can't, um, I can't swallow that. Like, I don't think, I don't see how you could be on the, um, I don't know. I don't see how you could be the ones behind the scenes pushing the buttons and doing whatever, just wreaking all kinds of havoc in a person's life. Or, you know, just not just any one individual, but to everybody that this is happening to. And it's just unreal. It's absolutely unreal. And the part that's even worse is that, no, I'm not crazy, but they've done everything in their power to try and drive me crazy. You know, you you basically strip a person of everything, you know, of everything, period. And then what it, to me, it's not even the, the material stuff doesn't matter at all. Like, I'm, I'm so disconnected as far as that stuff goes. But I'm just like, I can't believe that, you know, even my relationships and stuff like that, I've had some pretty much lifelong relationships that I would never think that anyone could come in and infiltrate that. And it's it's just unreal to me. But, um, you know, I'm trying to make the most of an absolutely horrid situation. And um, so, yeah, I've been trying to, uh, in, in the midst of being discouraged and um, alone and, Frustrated, angry, et cetera, et cetera. I've been trying to be productive and um and stay productive, you know, d- despite the many obstacles against me and despite all the you know, the negativity that's being put out there about me, et cetera, et cetera. I'm I'm frustrated with the fact that they will not properly diagnose me for anything. They will not give me the proper medication for anything. Like, I feel like that's one of the reasons that I'm sleeping so much. I'm like, basically, I'm I'm really just wasting away. Like, I feel like if they keep going at the rate that they're going, I probably won't live much longer. I'm I'm just 42. I just turned 42, like, a week or so ago. And, um... And, like, there's there's no way that I should just be completely exhausted all the time. 
No, it's true. Do you get sad? Yeah, you said have I gotten sad? Yeah, do you get sad? Oh, sad. Um, I, I do, but not like it was before. Like at one point, I really was suffering with severe depression, and um, you know, I had one suicide attempt at fifteen. But since this, you know, since the situation in my job and everything or whatever, like I've attempted suicide four times. Um, and so I've been unsuccessful. I'm still here. I'm just not in that frame of mind anymore because um, I'm like, okay, apparently God wants me here for some reason. I'm like, you know, if, if I've attempted suicide all those times and I'm still here, he must have me here for some purpose. I have no idea what that is, but um, now that I know that, you know, my my depression wasn't just because and it wasn't some chemical imbalance or any of that nonsense, I'm like, you know, folks have been behind the scenes, um, like deliberately, intentionally causing strife in my life, all my life. That's right. I'm like, it, it was legitimate for me to have the feelings that I had, you know. Um, and so now I know, yes, it's not just me, you know, it's not me and it's not my problem and it's not an isolated incident or whatever with me. I'm like, this is the crap that they're doing to folks. You know, they're trying to drive them. You know, you may not have a psychological problem, but <laughs> by the no, time they're, mean, they're, they're, they're attacking individualized people that think for themselves and make their own way and read between the lines and have enough defiance to go against what's wrong. Right. You're not part of the problem. Do you you mind if I ask what year you were born? Seventy-five. Seventy-five. God, you're young. I was born in 57. Um, You know, some different things have happened to different generations. Uh, And it shows, I mean, I went to a psychic at one point because I was dying and didn't know I had Lyme disease. And she said, well, uh, by the way, you've been watched by the military since you were three years old. Mm, and mm, and then, mm, I, mm. then I find out about MK Ultra, and then I start looking back in my life and, you know, spending four or five years on these calls. And so many of us end up coming to realize that uh, we've been in a program since we were very young. So, it, it, you know, being born later on, it, it even got worse, but... I mean, is this some kind of thing that's creating a temperance in us where, you know, something happens in your childhood and they can actually replay that that movie in your head, so to speak, and bring it back and play on it now and amplify it, the things that you've been through to make you stronger and the things that you're having to endure that you never thought you would be in that position I mean, I I lived in a panel truck for two and a half years as a starving musician, and I know what it's like, all the things that you deal with. And uh, I slept in my Chevy Nova, even down on the floor behind the the driver's seat because I was being killed with microwaves so bad that I'd run from my home to, you know, try and find some place I could park out in the middle of the woods and get away from what they were doing to me and there was there was no escape but but maybe there's some kind of a temperance that's happening to us that's actually creating a spiritual evolution 
I'd like to hear other people's thoughts on this and, and yours too, because you mentioned the same thing that a lot of us say, that you have endured things that you never in your wildest dreams or nightmares would think that you would have to endure. And and you've tried to die, and you didn't die, and you came out the other side going, okay, so I didn't die. There must be something I'm here to do. Uh, what is it? You know. And as I've said before, if I was a master creator that we call God, uh, and I had to grow up a bunch of selfish little brats with no experience, you know, I say born peeing and pooping all over ourselves and begging for food. I mean, that's the start of life. We're at the whim of our parents, and whatever they write on our chalkboard is something that, that really stays there. And later on, you grow up and you find out some of the things that adults wrote on your chalkboard before you grab the chalk and the eraser from them to save yourself uh, are, are things that you want to figure out how to erase because they, they're they sabotaging your own happiness and fulfillment. And, you know, I mean, they're doing things to us like uh, I sat down and wrote Waves of Darkness in a day and a half, which is the song for, for targeted individuals. And, and I just looked at the words and went, where did this come from? It came so fast. And I haven't written a song since then. It's been uh, two years and so, you know, I sat down with my guitar the other day. I had to force myself to do it, and I love music. So I can see that they'll try and take that creative thing out of you. They do. They want you to just lay down and sleep, get up enough to eat something, and, you know, take any purpose out of any joy in your life. But you you got to get out of the inertia that they're putting on you that puts you in that state of mind and remember that thing that gives you joy and uh, I'll just tell you when I picked up the guitar and put some fresh strings on it so it would sound real pretty and I just started playing songs that I've written even though I'm bored with them it felt good to play and sing and we have to force ourselves to do whatever it is you know get barefooted take a walk in nature treat yourself to something you know that that you like to eat or or do something that you like. And I mean, I, I don't even know how to say this because sometimes I don't even believe in the words that I say to everybody else on the call to to be loving and supportive because it's just so awful to to see all of us suffering. And, you know, believe me, I've heard so many of your stories. I've just sat and cried. And, and it, it's turned me into a warrior that says if they call a war... To get rid of these bad people, I will be standing out there. I don't care if all I have is a toothpick and a pea shooter. I'll fight as hard as I possibly can. Yeah. So, um, I had a make, question. Um, do you, when you say that um the military has been watching you since you were three, or you know you were told that by the psychic. Like, do you have any idea what would have singled you out, like why they would have selected you or whatever? For me, I, I do know why, but I'm just wondering for different people. I, I was telling you once before that um, I'm RH negative, 
And in addition to be being Orange negative or whatever, I'm AB negative and I'm African American or whatever. And so that makes my blood type like extremely rare. So I know that that's why you know they've been watching me and I've been a lifelong target. My mother's been a lifelong target. Um, they have. Uh, I, I feel like that's why we've had so many biological attacks because they've destroyed my mother's health too. I mean. It, <laughs> To me, it's been like my situation has been the extreme because I have been so vocal and because I have come out and spoken out and provided evidence, you know, et cetera, et cetera, about so many different things. So I feel like I am being hit, like, especially hard for those reasons. But um, the non-consensual human experimentation has been taking place all in all. Uh, do you know why, like, they would have singled you out? Well, I mean, you know, just to be honest, my my dad thought that it was cool when I was three years old to get me to give him oral sex. And so to me, you know, my mom found out about six months later that he had my brother, who was six years older than me, and me do that for him and did it to us. And as a three-year-old boy, to me, you know, growing up and knowing that I was really interested in what was up that girl's dress and didn't want anything to do with any of the boys in the locker room. I went back to my father at, at nine or 10 years old uh, when I went to visit him. And I, I said, how dare you be so selfish as to sabotage your marriage and be so selfish to take that from your children? Uh, I said, you know, the, the physical sexual act isn't what traumatized me. You did something that I wouldn't choose to do. I'm not designed to even want to do that for any reason. But but what you've cheated me out of that's traumatized me is I don't get to grow up with my father. So I, I don't think I was the typical victim of child molestation, so to speak. But But it is well known. Uh, it's well documented that MK Ultra very much preyed on children that were molested between three and five years old. And it's mm-hmm. also well known that uh, some of the Freemasons were paid $350 a pop to sodomize three to five year old children, that it did some kind of a trauma to them that has something to do with. Uh, with demonology and all that other dark stuff I really don't choose to talk about on this call right now. Um, So I'd say that they were preying on particular predispositions for a vulnerability of something that they saw that made children that were traumatized in a certain way uh, be vulnerable to a program. But but I'm just going to be honest here, okay? Uh, It is... It's well documented that in the book, The Deep Sleep, by uh, Tim Erickson, he mentions the chronovisor, spelled C-H-R-N-O-N-O, and then visor, V-I-S-O-R, as a time machine that was capable of going back in time and looking forward in time. And, And there is also, in Holy Blood, Holy Grail, stuff about the Merovingians and the bloodlines, and there's warnings about Ancestry.com was really set up to look for these bloodlines. So 
So there, there's even in the Archangels of Dreamland book, uh, which is very much about us and the supercomputers and the devil and how he jumped into uh, supercomputers and is doing all this stuff to us to take all the joy out of everybody's lives and wreck everything and, you know, say F you to God and love, basically. Um, the the whole program, I believe they used this time machine and they looked forward and they saw the potential of some of us that are here on the planet now and knew that we would be a threat to their agenda. Because, I mean, although I'm not wrapped around making money, I'd really rather be a a musician than a general contractor. So I didn't focus my life on making a lot of money. But the truth is, if I would have been raised in a normal family with a loving, supportive father to take me under his wing like any decent man would do for his children, I would have landed on my feet. I would have made a lot more money. I'd probably be sitting here with enough money right now to to do some significant things. And I think that they used that time machine called the chronovisor, and they looked forward and saw the potential of what some of us would be doing if we were well off enough to do something about this. And so they put us in these programs uh, to undermine us in our lives. And, and this is reported by many TIs on the calls that the more that they learned, the more they came to realize that something has been sabotaging their life since they were young. And yeah, I totally, I totally agree with everything that you just said. I think that's one of the reasons that um they didn't allow me to, to or let me not say allow, but they created so many obstacles with them in terms of me pursuing a degree. Um, I feel like that's definitely the reason for that. Um, I mean, I feel like, yeah, I'm already a threat. The sad thing is that, like, in the beginning of this, I was fearful. There was, like, a lot of intimidation over there. I had no idea what was going on. I was trying to figure it all out and everything. And um, And then I went through a period where I did go through fear and anxiety, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm, I'm at the point now where, like, I definitely, like, I am no longer fearful at all. Um, like, I just, I feel like I really seriously have to totally, you know, rely on God. Um, and and I, I feel like there's no way I would have survived this. Like, I feel like there's no way I would have survived the, the first 40 years of my life, you know, as much as I've been through. And there's no way that, you know, these last few years where this targeting has just, like, skyrocketed in my life, there's no way I would have survived all this um, if it wasn't for God. And so that's that's the only thing. Like, I lay down, and, and I post this stuff online or whatever as well, that basically I lay down and go to sleep every night or whatever just fully trusting in God. Like, no matter what happens, you know, my life is in your hands. My soul is in your hands, like everything concerning me, you know, my property, my whatever, <laughs> you know, it is all in your hands, and I'm not going to worry about anything. Um, but even in that, though, I, I do want to, um, like, I don't want to feel like I'm here and I'm just wasting away. 
So I'm like, if there is something specific that he needs me to be doing, I want to be doing that. You know, I do want to put whatever time, whatever energy, whatever resources, you know, whatever I do still have left, you know, I want to use it, you know, for those efforts. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean about temperance is having to endure things beyond so many times over, more intense, uh, and and still maintain diplomacy. I mean, you're out in public, you still give people a smile, and, you know, somebody's following you with a smartphone and triggering implants and causing you pain, and and you're still being fairly diplomatic and not making a big scene. I think there's something happening here that's hard for us to comprehend as we're going through it, but perhaps is growing up our souls at a very fast rate. I mean, if you think about it, what TIs go through and endure, and then you think about those that are willing perps that aren't, you know, forced into doing it or blackmailed or being taken over and controlled, the ones... Uh, that are willingly doing those things, they're they're not growing up at all. They're going backwards. They're regressing. So because of everything we have to endure, we learn grace beyond what we'd ever think we'd have to learn. Right. Unspeakable. I, I, I can feel you, and I can feel your pain, uh, I can lay right there in your van and look out your eyes. That's how empathic I am, and I've been in, in the position you're in. So I'm just telling you, I can totally feel your heart and your thoughts and everything. I mean, as much as is humanly possible because I care and I'm empathic, which is painful a lot of the time, really. But uh, there there's something about the... What's causing us to have to grow to endure this? And, and you know, why is it that those of us under duress are probably few, a very few people that will even bother to smile at a total stranger or do something kind and nice anyway? That's how right. it is in my life. I was like, thinking recently about how... Um, I was thinking recently about how, you know, I was saying that when, when Jesus returns and how folks will be so caught up, you know, in their lives, whatever it is that they're doing. So it was saying, you know, people marrying and giving in marriage and celebrating, you know, doing whatever, just basically going about their lives. And it's just like, you know, you witness this every day. I mean, because for us, I feel like definitely, you know, we're, operating, we're functioning with a greater sense of um, awareness. And I'm just like, so many people are just going through life as if it's business as usual, you know, and I'm like, they they do not realize, like, the, the imminent danger that is, like, right here in front of us. And um, and to me, it's just, like, blatantly obvious, you know, with, with everything that's taking place in the world. And, um, and it's just so sad, like it's it's heartbreaking because you you just feel like you feel like the entire world is going to be caught off guard and, and not be prepared, you know, for whatever it is that's coming. And even if 
um, it's not about spirituality. You know, even if it's about being in a state where you are ready when Jesus returns, I'm just like so many people are not. Like so many people are not even thinking that way. You know, they're not even thinking in terms of eternity or, or living their lives as if, you know, even the folks who are able to do this to us, whether it's willingly or, you know, whether it's by coercion or mind control or whatever else, I'm just like, you know, do do you not think about the bigger picture? You know, like you're going to – the mind control thing, I think – I mean, I know that they definitely <laughs> get access to people and cause them to do that and so – but everybody in my life, everybody in my circle who has betrayed me, done different things to me or whatever, there's a level of awareness there because I can have a conversation with you after the fact, after you've stabbed me in my back once or twice or multiple times or whatever. And and there's a level of awareness there. You are aware of what you're doing because you're still lying and you're still covering up and you're still making excuses, et cetera, et cetera. You're still playing this game, playing the mind games and playing this role. So you are aware of what you have done or, you know, what is taking place without a period. And um, I'm just like, do do you not believe that God is real, you know, that he exists, that, that Jesus is coming back, that basically every word in the Bible is true? I'm like, do, you know, do you not believe that you are going to have to answer for this? Like, I just feel like nothing, nothing that you do, you you don't just get to do this to people and walk away scot free. Like you, you don't. I mean, it's. I'm like I, I haven't found that anywhere in the Bible. Nowhere in the Bible have I found that you can destroy someone's life. You can, you know, demean them. I mean, just just everything that they do. You know, basically just set someone's life apart, their reputation, et cetera, et cetera. Do whatever you can in your power to hurt them, and you can just walk away scot free. I'm just like, no, it's it's not going to happen. Like that's totally unreal. Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 sad. I mean, I'm thankful to finally be aware of what's going on because all my life, you know, all these difficulties or whatever, because I, I had so many unanswered questions all my life. All my life it would be different things that it would be different incidents that occurred or different comments someone made, comments or questions or whatever else that just seemed random, they seemed left field, they seemed out of the blue. And so there are various incidents in my life where I just put a question mark, like, that just didn't make sense, period. <laughs> and um, now knowing that, okay, I've been targeted all my life, now it makes perfect sense. Um, so I am thankful at least for, you know, now I know what's going on and I know all that's going on behind the scenes and that they're capable of so much more than we ever thought, you know, was even possible. Um, I definitely see Satan's hand in all of this. And, um, like, I can't help but see this as, like, Revelation's playing itself out, you know, and, and basically Revelation's talking about how these things must happen. Um 
And it even reminds me of, you know, like Jesus and him being betrayed by Judas in the Garden of Gethsemane and all of that. It, it reminds me of all of that or whatever because everything that was going to take place then, like Jesus basically knew, okay, this has to take place. You know, this has to be, you know, this has to happen. John, I have to be baptized by you, et cetera, et cetera. And so I'm just like everything is, you know, we read about all of this in Revelations, and, and Revelations was always so scary to me, you know. I felt like, Lord, I do not want to be around when all of this takes place. You know, I want to be asleep <laughs> by then. But um, it's like, yeah, we just see it unfolding right before our eyes. And, um, and, and it just amazes me as well. I mean, you know, Satan is, is so good at deception. And it, it's amazing to me how, like, basically the, the masses are totally deceived. You know, like, we basically targeted individuals, people who I, I feel like we've gotten a peek behind the curtain. And there's so many people, though, that are totally, like, unaware. Anybody else got any input? Hit star eight on your phone. I finally got the chat room back so I can see everybody, so. It's star eight on your phone. Let's get a little interaction here. Hi, Neil. Hello. This is Lonnie. Uh, you might know that I might enter in here. Um, I, I really appreciate all the things that this, this woman is saying. Good. Uh, and I am a Bible believer, as you know. What I keep hearing from you, you have a, a strong sense of the supernatural. You are um, a very intelligent, well-read person, but I, I would love, absolutely love, to hear that you have would have at least began a study of the Bible. I do believe it completely. It is a supernatural book that it was written over 1,500 years by, what, 40 or 50 different people who didn't even know each other over generations. And if you start from Genesis and go all the way through Revelation. I have. I've done Bible study and studied a lot of religions. And what I've come to realize is the things that I see are happening that are written in the Bible are definitely happening. And, you know, all all of a sudden the words that might seem kind of mystical, the way they're written in there, and then you see it unfolding in real life, and it's true. And what I've come to really is that the most important thing that I can do is be Christ-like. And I'm bothered by people that think that they don't have to do any growing. They think they can just sit down and, and read this this special book with so much in there, and they're just going to be divinely blessed. But we're here to get experience and to grow. And so it's to come to the realization of, you know, what was it about <clears throat> Jesus that was so special? He had a certain purity of love and a certain grace that that attracted people that said, you know, I, I want some of that. How did you get that? And how do you get it? I mean, God's not sitting up there with a bullwhip 
punishing you because you stepped in a mud puddle you weren't supposed to step in. He's smiling and saying, get up, my child. Did you learn from stepping in the mud puddle? Now your your pants are all muddy and your shoes are wet and you're cold. It's to get experience, and, and that's what brings grace. So, uh, you know, I, I have this a lot more than than people might think, but I'm I'm very, very diverse. I've studied a lot of things. I wouldn't really say I'm well-read. I could never learn enough. Uh, but, but as far as studying religions and studying the Bible and taking what I feel right in my heart with and doing the best that I can, and, and if I reach a point where I have to turn my resume into God, I will be able to look God right in the eyes and say, I did my best, and I did what I felt was right in the heart and the conscience that you made a part of me. I'm not saying I would feel proud. Uh, We couldn't attain the grace of what we call angels in our humanness, but but I I can definitely turn my resume in and say, I I did my best. Okay. What what I'm hearing is, is reminds me of a good Paul Anka song a song that he wrote for Frank Sinatra, I did it my way. And I believe that that is the last thing that God wants us to do. And that's what the Bible tells us. Jesus was God himself, and that's why he was able to do what he did. What he did was a lot more than just dying on that cross. If if if, if people, I know that all these other religions respect him and say that we need to be like him. I had a preacher who couldn't think of anything to say when he stood up there and said, be like Jesus, be like Jesus. It takes, what it takes is faith in him and what he said. And then he helps us to become more like him. Now, I I didn't have any problem. I had a wonderful father. God bless you. I'm sorry you didn't. I had a wonderful father and a wonderful mother. And uh, it was very easy for me to accept God the Father because of you know, because I had a good dad here on earth who loved me and took care of us and, and did the right things for us. And it was easy for me to transfer that. So I accepted Christ very early, you know. But it's that bowing the knee. As you know, I mean the Bible says everyone will bow to him sooner or later, whether we want to or not. And if we bow to him now, we become his heavenly uh, child forever. Everybody's, in a sense, a child of God because they were made by him. He tells us he made it. And it's it's fascinating to me because when I was in, way back now, way, way back, uh, when I was in uh, studying geology, they uh, were talking about the different theories of the origin of the earth, and then they came up with the Big Bang. Well, that, to me, was affirming uh, the Bible because it happened quickly. At that time, it was either that or the steady-state theory and and uh, uh, it, it had always been here and was always going to be here, that sort of thing. So finally, it was a big bang. And my teacher, uh, my professor, was a, uh, was a Christian too. He said those of the Judeo-Christian faith will will um, no doubt expect it to happen, that they'll come out and say it. And it's not taking long. And then these two guys over in England discovered it a year later after I sat there, and I thought, wow, this is great. Well, it has been twisted now. But I am fascinated, and I didn't care. I didn't care whether we came from tadpoles or, or um, apes or what. It didn't matter to me. I knew who my mom and dad were, that sort of thing. So lineage is 
not as important to me as it is, I know, to a lot of, there's, there's a lot of tribalism going on in the world today. And I think that is a detriment that divides people. So many things divide people. But basically what Jesus did, he changed the covenant, the original covenant. Um, he said, his is a new covenant. All we have to do, the grace we get is in the mercy that he offers. And all we have to do is bow to him now. We get that grace. And although I know for a fact that I do not reflect him now because I still have that nature that I've always had all my life. I'm a rebel. I don't like establishment. I don't like, you know, for I fought against cutting down all the trees and I want to save the whales. No, so I've done that all my life. But he keeps me coming back to him, and when I do, I know he's there. That is the most wonderful thing for anybody who's a TI. And I believe that's why I'm here, just to talk like this when people will let me, because um, I've known him all my life. I never knew how much I needed him in my life, his presence in my life. It doesn't completely take away this junk that's going on, or I wouldn't be able to relate to other people. And I believe he wants me here for that reason, so I can relate to other people. He's still got things for each of us to do. For some of us, I believe that a lot of, a lot of TIs don't know him, and I want them to know the kind of feeling and comfort that you get from snuggling up to a loving, all-loving father, a father who was willing to sacrifice himself through Christ. In order yeah, to I, I have it too. You know, okay. it, it shows up in many different ways, and it doesn't fit into any religions. You know, when you start doing a little deeper research and you find out that the Freemasons started the Jehovah's Witnesses, and and they they can quote pages out of that Bible. I did Bible study with them in particular for a couple of years uh, just to get get what I could learn out of it, and ask questions to to somebody who had studied the Bible for 60 years, and she could go, oh, that's Matthew, blah, 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 go to page number. I'm like, are you kidding, Linda? And and she would laugh and go to the page, and I'd just be like, oh, my God, it's really there. And so we had some pretty good deep studies, but, but I went off the beaten path uh, because of finding out things about Constantine and and the whole Christian movement and how he wanted to save the Roman Empire and put the people into a a state of control and brainwash everybody and I read the lost years of Jesus that that say that he didn't die that there was a tunnel in that tomb that went to Joseph of Arimathea's house and that there were healers there that saved his life and that he went on to have children, and was known as Isa in India. So for me, the way I see it, I don't know the truth, and I don't think anybody else does. But the one thing I do know is that angels are real. You call on them. Sometimes they really show up and and show their grace in your life to the point of tears and chills on your skin that give you goosebumps. And so there is something that's representing love. And uh, as the Knights Templar said in the book, Holy Blood, Holy Grail, he said, we have some things that we were told over a hundred years ago 
about Jesus. And he said to these researchers that wrote this book, Holy Blood, Holy Grail, that were non-denominational and researched all over the world to find some missing information, he said when the obelisks fall and these governments fall and these systems fall, and they will, and they do, uh, we will come forward with things that we were told to come forward with and and tell the truth about. So, so I feel the essence of what we call God is definitely the representative of love, and and I feel the essence of of what we call Satan, which is a lack of love and and just <laughs> everything that it's showing its true colors in our world now and and trying to get to everybody that it can get to and I choose love and and I think I'll be okay with just that so I, I think it's all just a matter of perspective and and I think that we have to be careful that if we're told words over and over and over and millions of people believe it uh, then it just becomes things that we hang on to because we see that as real it's it's kind of a human process that that sometimes could be a flaw. I mean, to me, a representative of love doesn't even have to be a male or a female figure. I mean, it certainly feels right to say Father God and Mother Earth, the mother feeds us, and, and you know, this world, she does do that. She's, I say thank you for every meal that I get to, to the world, to this this Mother Earth, and I say thank you to the representative of love that we call God. So, you know, it, it's a hard thing on these calls because we have so many walks of life, and and I'm pretty eclectic compared to some and certainly don't want to insult anybody or hurt their feelings, but it's, it's definitely one of the most debatable topics <laughs> in our times in, in this watered-down version of the, of the beauty of the human experience being so degraded. How long did you say you studied uh, the Freemason? Freemasonry? No, I said when you do your research, you'll find out that the Freemasons started the Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, I, that's not, uh, well, I don't, I'm not a Jehovah's Witness, and I'm not a Freemason, but I have to tell you this, because um, my father uh, we moved to when we moved. Um, I was a, I was little at the time. I was about ten, twelve, something like that. And we moved from one state to another. And he was in business. And my aunt, uh, my mother's sister, talked him into uh, joining uh, the Masons and becoming a thirty-second degree Mason. Well, when he went for the he, he went, and I, I think he was gone two or three nights. First time in my life I'd ever heard my dad. Uh, I, I'd ever known my dad to be gone overnight, you know. So when he came back, he just kind of sat there bewildered-like. And I remember we just sat around and said, well, what was it like? And then somebody said it was secret. I said, well, um, but what was it like, Daddy? And he looked at us. We're, I mean, we're church people. We're Southern Baptist church people who've been going to church all all time. He said they talked about Lucifer. So if if something is revealed that quickly, and that's a pretty, um, I think they say in the 33rd degrees is when they understand that, that, that that's a worship of the devil. They actually worship the devil. And so Mother said, okay, you did it. 
her sister, you know, she said, uh, my aunt wasn't there. Mother said, mother's like, I've said this before, mother's like Scarlett O'Hara. She said, okay, you did it. We'll just forget about it now. And he did. He never went back. He, um, you know, went on with his business. It was probably good with his business, for his business because people, you know, other people were members in town. It's one of those, one of uh, that sort of thing. But uh, we went to church. He didn't, um, he, never, he never worshiped the devil at all. So, I mean, you have to understand that I believe that the devil is actually a real force. The devil was created by God, and he took the wrong choice. He's the first one who wanted to be like God. So he's been around for ages and ages and ages. So when you look at people who call themselves faithful or people who believe in God and see something else, then what you're seeing is that influence the devil has had all throughout human history. And I believe at this point that um, those forces are coming to light, and I know that a lot of believers see this too. We're living in remarkable times that those evil, deceptive forces have allied themselves with human beings who have are so smart now. I mean, we ate that tree of knowledge, you know. We're brilliant people who can have are full of knowledge and absolutely no wisdom whatsoever. They're so deceived in thinking they're going to be like God. Some of these transhumanists think they're going to live forever. They're going to jack up their cheeks and and and, <laughs> and make their brains better than somebody else's and and um, kick up their boobs, whatever it is, forever and ever and ever. This is nonsense. No much. Uh, no. Once they start changing the DNA of human beings, I believe God is going to say, okay, that's it. That's it. You've gone as far as I'm going to let you go, and revelation will take over. And I believe that, I have to say that, I believe it's right around the corner, it could be in the next second, that he will say, okay, I want my people to be out of here now. And we'll be gone. And I know that there's a lot of alien theories that say um, what's going to happen is that um, once the believers in Christ taken out of here, and they will be taken out, that the lie will be another deception. The lie will be that good aliens took them out somewhere else, you know, took them somewhere else, or taken out because they were bad people and they don't or whatever it is. You have to be careful of that deception and stop jumping into all these other, all these other realms of, of religion. Because there is one God. I, I don't just call him God. He told me his name. His name is Elohim. Elohim is the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. A relationship within Himself. It, and it, uh, it, it in Genesis one. It begins, and the whole thing leads up leads up to Christ. His plan took place there, and Christ fulfilled it. And all we're doing is playing it out right now. So I'm going to be quiet. That's all. But what I say is this: I know that there are people, and I I love hearing this a lot because it's true. People like Josh McDowell, um, Lee, what's his name now? Anyway. He's written several books, The Case for Creator or um, The Case for Crime, right? These are people who were 
he's a journalist in Chicago. Lee Strobel's his name. He set out because his wife became a Christian. He set out technically to prove, historically, technically and all, to prove that the Bible's a bunch of hogwash. It's a bunch of people wrote it, and it sounds good to quote it. But what he, what he thought was that it holds together, and it holds together miraculously so that um, no person or no one group of people could have done it. It's beginning to end. We believe we're very, very close to that end tomorrow. But um, Dr. Yeah, Bell did that. No way. He got a bunch of interesting stuff. Um, he wrote something called, um, this is back in the 80s, I think. Uh, he wrote one called um, Evidence That Demands a Verdict. And other people who have tried to prove that, um, that the Bible is, is uh, completely inaccurate. What fascinates me is that, now, I said I've been a Christian all the time. When I started being a target, I thought, you better start reading mine because I, I believe in Christ. I know he's been with me. I think I've been charmed. I thought you'd call it charm. There's some other religion would call it charm. What it is, I mean, he saved me from things. Um, the helicopter I was in in Vietnam didn't land on a landmine because the guy came running out saying, no, they might not let us Things like that have happened to me, and I thought, boy, I escaped that quickly. I believe God's been with me all along. I think they've tried to kill me several times um, over the years of being a T.I. I'm not dead yet. I'm okay. We can take you back to the lady that we've known at our church and at memorial service. We know where he is. We're sure that we will be with her, get to know her better one day. That's, that's a comfort that I can't describe it. Eternity is really coming for everyone. Everyone. And it's now it's the time to plan ahead. And um, I, I don't want to take up any more of your time. And I've been coming and going throughout the night listening. So, but I've been hearing you tonight, and I know you're frustrated with what's going on. Yeah, it's, it's been a hard night. <laughs> no, but it's it, it is so evil. But, you know, I heard Karen Stewart say it's beyond evil. And I think that's true at this point that Hitler was evil. You know, we've had evil people come along in um, over periods of history. This is so from head to toe evil. You know that I don't see how we can see um, beyond this. This is this is evil working. Absolutely working. Let somebody else talk. I'm going to mute myself. Otherwise, I'll keep talking. <laughs> okay. Take care. Thanks. You too. Keep shining bright. Mary, are you there? There. I'm here. I see you. I just got on. Are you sleepy? Yeah. Sounds sleepy. I'm having a hard time. I know, honey. It's It's been just awful. Is it worse for you, too? Oh, my God. I know. Maybe we won't be around much longer and we'll get out of this awful dimension and move yeah. on. I, I heard something about if you see Swiss cheese, uh, fly through the holes and you'll be out of the danger zone. So <laughs> if we end up on the other side and you see Swiss cheese, you know, I hope it's right. Fly through a hole and get the hell out of there. Yeah. So this is insanity. 
You know what, though? Like, God showed me this week that he really is in control. Um, I lost my car. The manifold went on my car. And I had just finished putting money into other parts. Oh, jeez. And I didn't have much money um, to put down on another car. And my girlfriend's brother um, knows a lot about cars and knows, like, all the dealers on this one strip. And we went to one place, and the things were, like, (laughs) worse than my car. You could just tell, you know. And so we took it to the second place, and I found a Honda. And I really liked it because I had a prelude for 21 years. And I gave it up and it only had 109,000 miles on that. But long story short, um, I don't know why, but I just, out of the blue, said, you know, I just have to have the Lord's hand on all this. And I need help. I just need a break, you know, and I need a car. And you wouldn't believe what this guy did for me. He all of a sudden said, you know, the Honda, my partner, for a deposit, you know, for the deposit for that car. So that car really isn't available anymore. And he could finance a car that was more than 20 years old, which it was. It only had 75,000 miles on it. And I know that engine goes for at least 300, so I would have done it, you know. So he comes whipping out of the back of the parking lot with an Infiniti, which is like a luxury car, and it only has 113 on it, but they go for high mileage, too, as long as you take care of them. So he not only gave me a car that was, like, in mint condition and only driven, like, 10,000 miles a year, um, he financed it for me personally. Which my my friend said that's the first time he's ever done that in the whole history of him having cars. <laughs> and this is after they were screwing with it. Uh, they actually came into my friend's home and took the car keys right off the uh, steps. <laughs> like all this stuff happened, you know, one by one by one, and I just oh like, yeah whatever. You know, whatever. So I know. I got a car that's like a Cadillac now. <laughs> and it's safe. Um, Good. And I've got heat and <laughs> I don't have to keep putting antifreeze and oil in it and and it even has a sunroof. <laughs> yay. Uh, yay, I miss my sunroof. <laughs> but um I'm so blessed, you know. And when it happened, I came to my friend's house, and, you know, I was bumming, but I don't know, I didn't get really stressed out. And then the next morning came, and I was getting stressed out, you know. Like, oh, my God, I don't have a car, you know. And she just said, you know, God's going to take care of you. Like, when are you going to realize that, you know, and just calm down? So, sure enough, you know, I went with an open mind and 
I mean, it's incredible what this guy did for me. And he doesn't know me from Adam, you know? That's very but cool. I spent like two days with him, you know, talking to him. And, you know, he, he just had time, he made time. He allowed me to bring some of my jewelry to cash that into to to take the price down and he took fifteen hundred dollars off it right off the bat. So that's kind of a really good car. You know, a decent car. Good. Yeah. Yeah, and I just you know, and then I tried to bless the brother with, you know, salvaging mine and you know, I just put the tires on it and everything. So it, You know, and he's not doing well financially, so he's thrilled with that. But, you know, he spent an entire day with me at this guy's place. <coughs> Excuse me. And they were already hanging me in the car. It's unbelievable. But my other car was just so booby-trapped. That it was, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I went to the beach every week. Once or twice um, a week this summer um, with a group of people that I know, you know, from New England, New England crowd, and my car was falling apart, and I just, I knew God was going to get me there because I needed it, and I'm telling you, it's the only relief I've had, except for one time when I was in the, um, under, under thing garage in New York City. Um, the only time. And you just feel like a kid again. Your body is just like so relieved when yeah, you're in that water. Nice. Must be nice. I've had the brakes go out on two of my vehicles in two weeks. Oh. Wow. And and Skizit's truck blew a head gasket, so two down oh, and no. one halfway running. Oh, no. Oh, the head casket, that's a big one. Yeah, it's a drag. I'm not looking forward to it, but it's a good truck, so it's worth fixing. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully you have somebody that you trust, you know. This guy even told me anything, anything was wrong with that. You come back to me. You don't go somewhere else. But yeah, so I'm just beaming in God's love right now, you know. Because I needed a break. And I've been driving a crappy car for 10 years, you know. Yeah. But I just realized, you know, God is in control. They took my keys and they were, which would have made them even that much more ill against the car. They had the key fob combination. I knew that. They didn't actually have the key. <laughs> so they did that last week and then this happened. Um, and it's like, ha huh. <laughs> You know, but I just felt that because I really was surrendering it to God, 
he, he had to show me that if you give it to him, he'll figure it out. You know, so we're all just trying to survive this massacre. And, you know, the more we surrender, the more he's going to take care of us. It's surrendering, is trusting, you know. We can praise him and we can honor him and we can believe in him, you know. But to truly surrender is a whole other ballgame, and that's what I've been trying to learn, you know. I mean, my roommate, things always come together for her. It, it's unbelievable. <laughs> she doesn't fret over anything, you know. So. And it's a decent-sized car, so four people could fit easy to go to the beach. <laughs> it's got a big trunk for the chairs. I just need the beach so bad. I got so much relief there. I really did. They kept flying over and flying over, but because I was in the sand and in the water, they couldn't touch me. You know? Yeah. Cell power within distance, but the rest of it, the power lines and everything else, no, no electricity. And don't we know that all goes together, you know? Bastards. It's true. I mean... You and and what Barbara Love had to say tonight are are just good reminders. I mean, we go through these times where we feel we're disconnected from any kind of love or decent support system, and then and then some miraculous thing happens, and and you feel loved yeah. again. So, hey, everybody, you know, yeah. I'm going through one of those times too, and let's just take what what Mary and and Linda have said tonight just as reminders that there there is still some good kind of energy out there that shows up and, yeah. and something's trying to just squeeze every drop of love out of our hearts and yeah. just be defiant against love, basically. Love's the greatest gift. It is. You know, you could have a zillion dollars, but you haven't loved, you have nothing. I believe in self love. You know? That's the greatest they thing. Can't be, they can't take the love from us. I firmly believe that. What was that? I said most of us are, are. Oops, I'm sorry. It's on the top of my head. Most of us are pretty loving people, and I don't think they can take our love. You know? I think it, it, yeah. that's the, one of the strongest parts of us is our yeah. love. You know? And it's yeah. hard to destroy that, boy. You know, Neil, yeah. anybody, if I mean, your parents would have destroyed yours, you know, and I had a similar situation with my mother that you had with your father, and it's a slightly different way, but still, as a kid, and um, boy, if anything would kill love, it's that, and it didn't, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's right, it didn't, did it? <laughs> and that's a killer, you know, that's a, that's a game changer, boy. And, it is. Um, yeah, and we didn't crush, we didn't crumble. You know? So, no, if anything, it made us stronger and it gave us yeah. more compassion.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.